Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 72 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, second technician, Fozzer Forrester, and joining us in the Orange Sidewinder for this episode are Chief Bar Steward here at Lave Station, Mr. Grant Psycho Cow Walcott. Hello! <laughs> Hello there, sir. And we also have Head of Station Archives, Mr. Colin Ford. Or rather, we don't, because he hasn't plugged his microphone in. So we'll skip him and go straight on to Head of Health and Safety, Mr. Ben Moss-Woodward. Yeah, I'm here, and I think I'm even turned on. Oh, really? That's a little bit oversharing, but okay, we'll just move past that and go straight on to your nemesis, uh, our very own Top Gun (laughs) Station Test Pilot, Mr. John Virgo, a.k.a. Karash. Greetings, Commanders! (laughs) Greetings. Right, we we are also delighted to have a couple of stowaways on board the ASBO Sidewinder this episode. I'm going to let them introduce themselves in a blind date style starting with stowaway number one. Who are you and what is your job title? Uh, hi, I'm Starway number one, um, and I am uh, head of community. Zach Antonacci is his name as well, which he didn't, <laughs> didn't ask for my name. He said, <laughs> he said what's my job title? Okay. Uh, Starway number two, who are you and what is your job title? Um, my name's Edward Lewis. I'm from, uh, I, I, can't, I can't think of what accent to do, so I'm not going to do one. You nearly went Cornish. I was, was going to go Cornish. Uh, I, was trying, I was trying to get a hot date, and I know that Cornish men get lots of hot dates. Nice. Uh, anyway, no, uh, so, uh, sorry, go, go start again. Uh, can we start again? Can we, I don't want to start again, is that right? No, uh, my name's uh, Edward Lewis, and I'm the Community Content Manager for Frontier Developments. Excellent. Well, welcome, guys. Uh, thank you for joining the mad ship, uh, the Orange Sidewinder, for this particular it's episode. Even as bad, so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're off to a great start, as we uh, as we always are. But um, for those of you out there, if you wish, you can join us live. We're hanging outside uh, Lave Station in Open in the game. If you want to send us a message, you can. We will try and pick it up in game. Also, we have the IRC chat channel that you can access at laveradio.com forward slash live. Okay, what we're going to do first of all is we're going to go around the guys and find out what they've been up to in and out of the game this week uh, starting with you Mr. Wolcott what you have been up to this weekend in words in the right order please oh no damn I got that wrong that's the N word oh. <laughs> yeah I have been again it's just been a bit of more phone calls and stuff trying to deal with my grand's flat and dealing with all that kind of stuff which involves social workers legal departments funding departments it just goes on and on and on and just drives you to the point where you just want to you know this is you trying to sell your grand's flat from out from underneath there, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't believe it'd be so difficult. I mean, honestly, I can do her <laughs> signature and everything. I mean, she's had a stroke, so you just have to sort of scribble. Um, see that? Oh, there's, oh, the, there's that oh, gasp that means you, <laughs> <laughs> you have passed the line of decency. No, she's fine. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just an ongoing saga. We're meant to have had it closed off by the end of this week. Um, and as of yet, it is not going to happen. Uh, and I'm meant to be emptying it as well as um, doing these kind of things. So it's just, ah, oh, it's just, a, it's a bind, and it has just eaten up all my free time on top of all the other things I've been trying to get done. So it's been a tough old week, and I'll go. Oh, so nice to kick back now and relax. That's got to be a fascinating job. Though. How old's your gran? She, I, well, actually, believe it or not, she turns ninety-five on Thursday. You see, there's got to be some decent swag in, in the house of a 95-year-old. There's got to be some interesting stuff in there, surely. 
you know what I mean she was, a, she was a nurse during the war has fantastic stories about during the war and, and, and then she also was in posted in Kenya for a while in the sort of Mau Mau and the uprisings and stuff and so she's had a very interesting life has all these wonderful tales there's one thing I'm dreading is when when she goes that gets forgotten and it's yeah. so horrible but it's, I mean a fascinating life that she's had I mean she's this is the thing she's obviously the oldest member in our family she's lived out she, I think she'll probably maybe even outlive me uh, <laughs> she's got a broken spine half a lung uh, you name it uh, she had a, a brain hemorrhage and survived she just doesn't you know just isn't willing to go quite right too i think we should all take a yeah and take a leaf out of her book in fairness um let's move on to um (laughs) mr mr virgo what have you been up to this week sir well i can't remember whether i said last time because i'm gonna i'm gonna say it again because i'm really really pleased i finally joined the anaconda owners club yay Uh, yes you might have happened to have mentioned it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh, i've been uh, playing around with a bit of things i've come back through a little bit of combat now i need to get my combat rank up i blame ben dowie he kind of pointed out to everyone that i hadn't reached triple elite yet so uh yeah (laughs) over and over again to the press i remember yeah over and over every single person who came into the room so all yeah the future in the world knows that john virgo isn't is. i'm a fraud it's about us yeah yeah it's no good so that's what i've been up to okay. <laughs> are you still loving it i mean you were you were sort of you you had that sort of new new car smell about you last week um is, is it still just as good as it was you're still squeeing over your new anaconda yeah, I've parked it up for now. I've jumped in the Vulture to do some combat, but uh, I don't want to scratch it. It's like, it's like you know, it's just parked there in the garage, you know. But uh, I'll go back to it. I'll go back to it. <laughs> oh, now you're starting to sound like John Stapler. There is turtle <laughs> wax for anacondas, you know. I can, I can buff that scratch out. <laughs> okay, Colin, I think we've actually finally managed to make contact with you. Are you there? Hello. Ladies Hello, Mr. Ford. Hear me. Yes. I, that's what you get for trying to play on the Xbox One and join on the PC chat at the same time. Oh, no, it's this Blooming Corsair headset of mine. It, I have had so much technical trouble with peripherals this week. Uh, my X55's died. Um, my, my headset seems to be going the way of the dodo as well. And I'm sat outside here in Xbox One land outside Lave Station, which, which looks yellow to me. I thought it was always green. Mm. But, yes. Okay, well, apart from all your peripherals dying, have you been up to anything exciting this week? Well, uh, well, yeah, well, because the X55 died, um, I thought that was it. That was it. I was going to be um, exiled to the Xbox One land for the for the rest of the time with Elite Dangerous. But uh, thankfully, due to uh, Astra and being able to use an Xbox One controller on the PC, which I didn't know you could use, uh, I'm, I'm back in the game. Uh, apart from that, I went into a huff for about three days when, when the joystick <laughs> broke. So I completed Arkham Asylum, which is, that's one of the... One of the checklist uh, no, on the console, I'm assuming, not on the uh, not on the PlayStation, uh, not on the PC. Uh, no, on the PC, I managed to complete Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. So we're just going to wait for them to sort out Arkham Knight, and then then my Batman fantasy can be complete. What about Arkham Origins? <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> ben, what have you been up to? Uh, I've had a kind of shit day because I've had two flat tires at the same time. At the same time, one going to work, one coming from work. So I, I was not impressed. Not impressed. Um, I, w- I don't know what the hell happened. I, I, something dubious on our roads, no doubt. Um, but in game, I've been trying to 
save Edmund Mahone's turmoil systems because I think they've expanded a little bit too far too fast or something. But I got a bit confused and wound up getting some things that said, take me to, to Gateway. I went to Gateway and then Gateway said, well, I don't want them. So I had to like try to find somewhere else to get rid of them. And I, I have to confess, I'm a bit confused at the moment what they actually want us to do. <laughs> All right, well, not to worry. Hopefully that will become clearer as we go by. Or maybe someone in the chat channel knows what the heck you're talking about, because I have to be honest, I haven't a clue. Um, Ed and Zach, uh, slightly different for you guys. Hey. What we're going to do is we're going to pick your brains and find out what you thought of the uh, LaveCon convention that you went to about two or three weeks ago and find out what you thought about that and your interactions with the community, starting with you, Mr. Lewis. Oh, thank you. You caught me unawares. Um, I loved it. Um, I was going to make some snarky joke about how much I hated it. Um, but then I decided against that because, you know what, it was, it, there was absolutely nothing negative about it. Um, that's, about, that's, that's as positive as it gets with me. It, it wasn't bad. it was was really it was really brilliant i absolutely loved it i loved seeing some of the people i've met previously at the elite meet earlier this year uh people i met at the premiere last year at the end of last year uh and new people as well new faces that i have actually never seen in person but i've spoken to over and over and over again online uh i i got i only sadly a few people like uh some of the streamers like fiery toad i only got to see him for a for a few moments but he was he because he had to leave early, um, but it was really nice seeing him. Uh, even though I did see him at the premiere, but he looked very different because he was wearing a suit at the premiere, as, as many of you were. Um, yeah, he just made a flying visit. Sad face, says somebody in chat. But, um, yeah, I loved it. I my One of my favourite things was when we did the, the, the reception at the um, at the panel that we did. It was just yeah. so, it was so positive, and so people were so... Uh, uh, yeah, okay. We, we, I spent a lot, I spent a good few weeks running around beforehand, gathering all this stuff together and making sure we uh, getting as much stuff pos- as possible. But I, I didn't re- I didn't realize uh, I didn't realize w- what a positive response. <laughs> yeah. I think that just goes to show that the community accepts bribery very very easily. That, 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 that's just <laughs> that shows. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I, I made some jokes like, hey, and that's why I started with that one. So moving on, now cast some questions, but. Uh, no, uh, in all in all, in all seriousness, I'm so glad that we were able to do that, and it and just even the response at the end as well to the CQC video, like the noise that people made after it was shown was like ooh, and it was like actually that was <laughs> I, I was really surprised because I know that a lot of the PC audience, that's not what they're there for with Elite Dangerous, but CQC is genuinely an impressive, fun uh, part of the game, and I think that that. I think people even saw that that trailer and went, "Oh, actually, that does look badass. You know, that does look cool." So yeah, that was, and, and, that was my, my highlight for the night. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And yeah, I think the uh, the video that you showed there, and also the the stream that you guys did uh, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, uh, yeah, even got me sort of. And we were talked about this on the show last week that uh, CQC was not something I was at all interested in, and most of the guys weren't. But after seeing the stream yeah. and seeing it uh, seeing it in action, it's like actually, yeah, I can see where they're going with this. We can get behind this. This isn't. Uh, yeah, this isn't as uh, as random as we thought it might be. But uh, yeah, and uh, in fairness, Crash has said that he's been telling that to us all along. But uh, <laughs> nobody likes to show off, and no one likes to know at all. So <laughs> yeah, th- there was there was so much 
there was so much positivity at that event. It was just lovely, and I'm really looking forward to the next time everyone gets together. Uh, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this this name out loud because it isn't Lavecon, but fantastic honour. People, people heading yeah, down to no, that. we're all about community events here at this uh, oh. at Lave Radio. So yes, we are going to be promoting uh, Fantasticon in October as well, right. up in Hull. Uh, and I think a few of us are actually going up there as well. There might even be a, a show broadcast from the uh, from the show floor there as well. So how is um, that? How is that up? Oh, okay, fine. If you live in Glasgow, Hull is south. But for most of us, it's... it's, it's uh, that is such a London-centric, south, a southern country-centric way of attitude towards life. I'm from up north, me, from Blackpool, lad. Oh, so it's, it's east. So, yeah. There you go. Anyway, that's me, but I'm sure that Zach had a very different... I mean, I, I could probably talk about it a lot, for a long time, because we also played... Um, what was the other thing we played? Um, Artemis. Artemis. And that was so much fun. And we, I think we were overall second, apparently, for the day that we were there, as the, the Frontier team played Artemis. And there are some photographs out there that are quite funny. Yeah, the Artemis game, for those people that didn't see it, is a, um, it's like a, a starship um, bridge uh, simulator with various different stations for you know, communications, engineering, and you have uh, the big cheese himself sitting at the front in the, uh, the captain's chair. Was that you, Ed? Did you assume uh, that mantle? Uh, uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. I mean, I was there. Um, I, I chose to abdicate from the captain's... Right, right. Let, let's uh, just make this clear. Ed moved from the captain's chair into the... Uh, into, right. um, what's the word? The, it was Helm. Driving. It was, I was, it was driving. Helm, uh, Helm, Helm, that's yeah. it. Moved into Helm. Go on, sorry. And then sorry. decided sorry. to drive into a minefield and an asteroid. <laughs> I did actually drive us straight through a minefield immediately and within the first one and a half minutes of playing. And then I was, I was just, I, I, there was lots of screaming. There were screaming children in the room and it was just <laughs> panicking me. And I was like, I can't handle this anymore. There's too much responsibility. Um, and yeah, I let somebody else take over. But they did a good job. So in the end, my delegation was actually the best captaincy I could possibly do. No, I, yeah, I, I can sure. get behind that. Zach, would so, you agree with what he's saying there? <laughs> Which bit about about Lavecon or about his ability to to fly the the plane? Well, let's start with his navigation skills and then move on his to navigation Lavecon. skills. <laughs> well, to be fair, though, he did he he drove straight into he almost drove into a, into a Nebbia, um straight Nebula, away, yeah, yeah. maybe into uh, there was something else, yeah. and then he and then he did crash it straight into a minefield. Yeah, um, but all of that was on the the trial at the beginning, and then in fairness to him, he he, he was very, he was very well. Clearly, we wouldn't have done as well as we did if it wasn't for his yeah. fantastic. So, somebody, Helmanship. just really quickly before I'm, I move on and pass over to the more important person in the room, can we, um, I, I want to address the chat, I'm looking at the Lave, Lave Radio chat, people <laughs> talk about plop quite a lot, plop, there's a lot of plop going on in there. Um, last week I was in uh, Stockholm, uh, there, see plop, is a sweet from Scandinavia, yeah, so it was a, a stock, I took a picture and put it up on Twitter. Is it a licorice one? Uh, there was licorice as well, but there's also a chocolate plop. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I, the child in me, uh, enjoyed plop. But yeah, check out plop. <laughs> plop <Brilliant>. sponsoring <laughs> <Elite> dangerous. <laughs> Uh, it's not. Anyway, brilliant. Sorry. No, uh, and anyway, onto onto um, the the Lavecon onto your stuff, experience at Lavecon then. Yeah. So I mean, do you know what I, I think? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like um, Ed said, in terms of you know, it was really really fantastic, and I and I genuinely genuinely mean it was fantastic to meet everyone. I think what was really really awesome in my mind actually was that it was a really nice opportunity to 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 do something for all of the fans and that was that was it. it was it was all about the players it wasn't about frontier development or anyone else like that it was all about the players that were there and being able to hopefully 
make those guys feel special. And I think that we all felt like, you know, it was it was all about that. The fact that you had, um, you know, the the free paint job, the you know, the fact that we had the panel, the fact that we were able to be involved in everything for us. It was just a really great opportunity to make everyone else feel like, you know what, we really appreciate the stuff that, that the fact that the players are there and the community is there. And, and that for us was the, the key thing for us. And I actually felt like it was really really positive from that aspect as well but it was awesome to meet everyone like so many amazing people and so many really really dedicated players it was genuinely fantastic excellent stuff i mean certainly for from sort of our side of things it, it's really nice when you guys come down and get involved with that we had a lot of people going to their first sci-fi and fantasy convention uh, at lavecon and certainly the, the the fans that hadn't been to uh, previous sort of elite dangerous uh, conventions were amazed to find that the um the devs and yourselves were sort of uh, walking around the bar having a drink with people sitting down around this uh, pool table and just actually talking about the game and you know for some reason they thought that we'd keep you in one of the uh, the back sort of green rooms and locked away and uh, you know, under key as it were and uh, not let uh, loose in case the community asked you anything you weren't allowed to answer or asked you anything that was remotely sort of um, you know, controversial or anything like that No exactly and I think that's you know and that just adds I mean that's the thing is we it really, really was just an opportunity for us to come down, meet everyone, and you know just just chat to everyone and hopefully make people feel like we really appreciate all of the players yeah. rather than it being something like us being locked away, etc. It was yeah. really about us saying, Do you know what we really appreciate the you know the the really amazing players that that travel down to make it that that live and breathe the game that's that's yeah, really what it's and, about and also us. the guys the year before as well who had been down the previous time uh, the previous lavecon they they'd enjoyed it so much last year that they were they, like so the guys you saw this year around that enjoyed it so much they wanted to come back and so obviously we only had positive expectations <laughs> Great stuff. We're talking about positive expectations. That's probably quite a nice segue into uh, uh, one of the things that we've dragged you onto the show to talk about. Uh, you mentioned Elite Meet there, and obviously you guys are going to be having your own community Elite Meet in the not-too-distant future. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Mm, so some might call it a little bit of a... I mean, it's just a little event, maybe like a, a cantina-type event, Ben. Ben. Um, yeah, cantina I seem, to, I seem to remember talking about something no, no, about ben, this a couple of weeks ago. No, I have no idea what you're on about, Ben. Because if you would have said it we'd have known about it we would have definitely <laughs> okay, fair about it. we would have we'd have said yeah we've got one planned i mean well, I, just, I mean i know you guys would never sort of make subtle hints about yeah if we had an infinite amount of time and space we might do this yeah exactly we're, we're all yeah. about time and space um i have to say that the words <laughs> and the words stealing the names used. of conventions too apparently yeah i know sorry Sam. <laughs> the words that you used i sent him an email afterwards saying, i know by the way, Mike, uh, we're using your name. Hope that's okay, smiley face. He's like, looks like I don't have any choice then. <laughs> but no, you were much more pol- you were you were much less polite when we took when you when we saw you at Lavecon. You were like, oh, that, that announcement that you guys yeah. Are <laughs> any, anyway, anyway so yeah, I mean, what do you want to know? Well, I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be happening at Gamescom. So um, why don't you tell people if they're going to be in Germany, how they can get involved with that, what sort of things are going to be going on at that particular um, show, and um, well, anything else you'd like to share, really, without me pumping you all for right. information too much? No, no, that's all good. I'm going to jump on this one. So, I mean, the fan event itself, obviously, we, yeah, we do have uh, a nice little event that's going on. Um, it's probably for about 100-plus people. Um 
as as a part of the the kind of the wider activity that we're going to do around Gamescom. The thing with Gamescom is, for us, um, I know a lot of people are thinking um, when we talk about Gamescom, oh, it's just for people that might be able to make it or they'll just be sort of looking out for a news announcement. The one thing I really want to make kind of clear and the one thing I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about actually is it's it's really, really not just going to be about oh here's here's a news article with what we've released actually we're trying to make gamescom a really truly communal experience for everyone that's involved so there's quite a few things going on at gamescom i'm going to tell you about all the different stuff that we're going to do but actually every single person whether you're going to to cologne or not can get involved and there's some really really cool stuff you can kind of get involved in so to begin with you've got the you're going to have actually at the event we're going to have um obviously um, we're going to have a load of demos. We're going to have CQC running and demoing. So if you're there, please do come down and play. But there's also going to be um, two different raffles going on um, every single day where anyone that demos is going to be entered into a raffle. More importantly, um, one person from each set of demos is going to be entered into a really awesome raffle where they'll win an Xbox One. Um, so that will be going on every single day. More importantly than that... Um, Ed here is going to be um, every single day streaming from 12 till about half five because um, yes. the, the raffles will be at five o'clock every single day. So he's going to be streaming every single day. And what we're going to be doing is um, every single day on the stream, every single community member that's going to be joining in and watching, Ed's going to be giving away um, some exclusive game con um, games. Con, com, com. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Um, some exclusive paint jobs that he'll be giving away as well. So cool. everyone that comes to the stand, uh, uh, Gamescom will get uh, an exclusive Gamescom paint, uh, paint job. And also, there's going to be some given away throughout the stream for anyone that's watching that gets involved. Um, also, there's going to be a um, competition every single day uh, for four days over that period on the stream where you can win your chance to name your own planet. There you go. Oh, nice. Any player, any player that's, that's joining in, watching from the community, from home, can get involved yep. and they're going to be able to potentially every single day win their own, win, win a, a competition to win your, to name your own planet. Yeah, so um, just yeah, so it's just an incentive to make sure that you make sure you tune in because obviously it's not it's not going to be one competition throughout the day. There's going to be one at the start of the day, but we're actually going to be doing lots of different little competitions throughout. We're going to be sort of testing people with trivia and things, and then reading out the answers to those questions after our breaks that we have throughout the day. It's going to be like a proper professionally directed and produced uh, live stream, which should be really fun. Really bringing you guys down onto the show floor with us. Yeah, and so, so, so you all can feel like you're there with us. Yes, I do like my quizzes, Ben Yorker. <laughs> well, that sounds awesome. What sort of things will we be covering off? Obviously, uh, CQC, we'll be doing a bit of sort of trading, travelling around the world. What, what are you going to be up to in the stream? On the, on the live stream, yeah. So, oh God, I've, I've been spending the last couple of days planning it out moment for moment, step by step. So even if it looks like it's off the cuff, it isn't. It is <laughs> planned moment for moment. Um, all sorts of stuff. We're going to be covering CQC. Um, any announcements? Uh, and uh, we'll be covering uh, the, the new content coming to uh, 1.4. Yeah. Which, which, you know, we'll go on to. Uh, we'll be doing some giveaways, doing some competition type things. We'll be, yeah, well, so we'll probably just be flying around, playing some CQC, showing the people playing CQC then and there. We'll do tours of our actual booth. We'll be chatting to people in the crowds. We'll be uh, bringing ambassadors out to chat with us at the table. We've also got uh, on the Wednesday, we're going to have a, a 
Q and A on a live oh, on yeah. the stream community Q and A where um, everyone can ask. So once we've once we've told uh, any announcements yeah. that may be wanting to be announced no, on no, the Wednesday, no, 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 no. Um, we're going to have a, a Q and A where everyone can kind of from the community get involved and ask questions directly to the. Uh, to the devs that are there mm. um, so that's going to be happening as well mm. and at any point in the stream is the uh, is the creator going to uh, grace, his, uh, grace us with his presence on the stream do you think do you reckon you can drag uh, David Braben over yeah, we might be able to track him down for 10 to 15 minutes at about 11.45 no, uh, no, no that's, that's not the right time but I will be doing like an intro with like all the times and stuff like that but yeah I'm sure he'll make a guest appearance at some point Perfect. So yes, basically, the people that are going to be uh, working, I'm assuming these are going to be archived and uh, people are going to be able to see these if they can't catch it live between 12 and 5, yeah? Yes, absolutely. And also, we're going to be archiving a s- a certain parts of it with like HD to put up as YouTube videos later on. And, and, and hopefully, fingers crossed, depending on whether we've got the ability to do so, depends on the guys who are recording it, we'll hopefully be able to do like a highlights cut as well. Should be good. Oh, brilliant stuff. But you know, you know, like as I said, it really, really is hopefully going to be a really nice community experience where everyone can kind of feel like they're part of that Gamescom experience. They're not just going to be looking out for a news article. They're going to be able to come on, actually watch with us, actually get involved, potentially win some competitions. Um, you know, there's there's some cool stuff that's kind of going on, and it should feel like everyone's kind of a part of that, yeah. really. So. Only if you see the guys. It takes the five hours a but, day, you know? Yeah, no, I, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, and it's all going to kind of filter into the to the Twitch stream. Everything else that we're doing is going to kind of filter into that, and then it's going to have some sort of secret secret things that you can only find out on that that you'll need to then yeah. to, to get involved Tune in the competition. In. So hold on, the, the, the secret things that we need to find out about, we have to watch you avidly from 12 whoa, to whoa, whoa. so this isn't the announcement day. thing this isn't the announcement thing <laughs> no, no. so what I'm saying is is like for the competition let's say if you wanted to to win the name your own planet every single day it'll have something new that you might have to do when you come onto the stream and you'll yeah. only be able to find out by going onto the stream and he'll be regularly kind of updating everyone with what it, they yeah. need to do and then at the end of the day at 5 o'clock is when he'll do a raffle so he'll do yeah. the two raffles from everyone that's there um, that's, that's demoed the game and then he'll do the raffle for the name of planet as well awesome stuff it sounds amazing guys the, the the remote raffle sounds fantastic if we could have done that for LaveCon, i think we would have sold a lot more tickets because unfortunately everybody had to go before the raffle but uh saying that i don't think we actually want to make the LaveCon raffle any longer than it actually already is considering it goes <laughs> on for about an hour uh not that we're not that we're ungrateful for all the people that generate uh, that uh, with their generosity for donating uh, the stuff for the uh, the raffle it was uh, it was great stuff so i'm gonna shut up now uh what else can you tell us about gamescom and the stuff that's coming up or the stuff that we might be able to expect over the next ooh, couple of weeks or so oh a couple of weeks. weeks maybe not but um hmm. well maybe not over the next couple of weeks but why don't why don't you tell them about the next 1.4 the next 1.4 the next so update. 1.4 as we as as, as us lot in the know call it us lot listening to this <laughs> the, the core guys um is obviously called cqc that's what we're calling it mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's what the update's called um Obviously, you know, CQC is coming, uh, and that's it, moving on. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, this is actually a an exclusive to you guys right now, right here, some of this information, see, is that, that is correct, we haven't, said, we haven't talked about this at all. So basically, well, no, we have genuinely not, so everything that we just told you about Gamescom, we're waiting, we're going we're gonna to announce tomorrow yeah. um, on the site, and then we'll start... Um, letting people know about it and then certainly yeah the 1.4 mm. cqc 
um, stuff is all. Um, I think most of this. There's a couple of things that that have kind of yeah. we mentioned at LaveCon to some extent, but most of this is, is, um, is pretty much new. So you've obviously got your LaveCon paint jobs, so they'll be going in at one point four. So anybody who came along to LaveCon, um, yeah, you're going to get your your, your LaveCon paint jobs, and that's that's exciting because those look awesome. I've seen those. In they the do, they really do, and I'm sure there's going to be a big meetup uh, for everybody that's got one of those skins. We're going to try and get as many people together, all wearing their skins, uh, for a great photo for that one as soon as well. One point four drops. Um, I, I see those. Really yeah, we yeah. also have um, so talking of paint jobs, there are other paint jobs coming in at one point four as well, which are going to be available on the shops, and then lots more available uh, sort of uh, for exclusive events and stuff. So we are like we like we like we said before, there is going to be a Gamescom exclusive skin. So if anybody comes to see us at Gamescom, so anyone comes to see us at the events and stuff like that, you will have those skins in the, in the yeah. or joins us um, on the stream potentially. Or joins can. us on the stream, yeah, and that's that's the point we're trying to. Okay, so they're they're just exclusives for Gamescom. You can't go into the shop and buy those. No, no, that's right. Just like with the Lavecon skin, you can't go into the shop and buy those. Cool. We are giving them away on the stream as well as prizes, and that's the point we want to try and make people feel involved as well. So we also have, I mean, actually this week in this week's Dev Update, Mike Brooks is going to be talking about uh, some of the mission tweaks. As well, those that are coming as well with 1.4 so there are some mission tweaks in there but you're going to have to wait in for the details of that from Mike on it's Wednesday that he does his, his double date Thursday. sorry Thursday tomorrow it's Thursday yeah. no it's Thursday yeah uh, tomorrow is the uh, the meet the team, team feature yeah. um, then we have okay is, is, the, is the most exciting one I think is the three new ships that are going to be coming 1.4 Three new ships. Three new ships. That's my three new ships. Three new ships. One. You've got your. You've got your hey, this is my radio presenter voice. Three new ships. Uh, coming 1.4. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm going to stop. Uh, so we have three new ships. Yeah, the first one is the uh, Imperial Eagle, which we did mention at LaveCon and also yeah. the week out, uh, which is cool. And then we have the Dropship Mark II. Ooh. Ooh. Wait for any sort of response in in any way at all. Ooh. What would you need to drop ship for? Mm-hmm. Oh, the drop ship mark too. So, why don't you tell him about the drop ship mark? You, I can tell you a little bit about this as if we planned it. Um, um, <laughs> 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 we didn't. Um, we didn't. No, there's not no bullet points in front of me. Uh, so it has a better flight model than the drop ship. Uh, speed acceleration, maneuverability, and that sort of thing. Uh, and it is going to have like a more focused hardpoint loadout. So it's got like two mediums and two large hardpoints. Uh, and it's generally a more combat oriented orientated version of the dropship, basically. But you've got like a, a sort of a reduced internal hardpoint quality. I think that was the way that they worded it with me today earlier <laughs> when they told me about it. Um, yeah, like reduced internal hardpoint quality and quantity. So it's like reduced down in quantity, but it's like more focused. So it's just more combat. So more combat orientated. And is this the same? Do you need to be at a certain rank within the um, the the Federals in order to be able to actually buy the ship? Um, I, well, as with any sort of uh, ship that's related to um, a... What's the word? Why does my brain just lost the word? A military... Faction? Uh, yeah, faction. faction. For, yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah, you do have to have a relationship with them to actually use it. Okay, but that'll so. be confirmed as well. So that's just my assumption based on what I know about the game. Well, it's a dropship. You'd imagine it would be the same as the dropship Mark One, yes. wouldn't you? Uh, okay. So, um, uh, the we have another one, uh, which is the Federal Gunship. 
Oh. And anyone? Did, did he say federal gunship? Gunships. Whee! <laughs> 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 the response I was waiting for. I was just like, what, what, what's going on? So, so that's different from the federal corvette then? Um, yes. No, yeah, it is. <laughs> so that's got like, I, I'm going to go into some of the, the, stat, the stats I've got here for as well. So it's like, it's actually, it's kind of, um, this is this thing here, this bullet point here. I am, I'm not even sure that I should be saying this bullet point. <laughs> no, I'm not sure you should. I, I, I actually, I'm actually going to leave this bullet point off, and I'm sorry. Hey, that's I wouldn't worry about it. Nobody, nobody's nobody's listening. It's fine. You can just, you can just say it. Nobody's listening to this. Okay, so it's the gunship. It's got more hard points. It's got two smalls, four mediums, and one large. Uh, it is slightly less like the, the flight model isn't quite as uh, f- like the speed of the acceleration and maneuverability isn't quite as good as uh, sort of like the Doctor Mark Two, which I was talking about earlier. But it has got better armor and shields, and like an increased internal hardpoint quality as well. Uh, so yeah, it's just generally a ship that sort of suits turret-based combat and like fighter escort and stuff like that. So in terms of ships that are already in the game and in terms of size and dimensions, is this something along the size of a, a, an anaconda to go toe-to-toe with an anaconda or a python uh, no, or a third uh, lance? I can't confirm that exactly, but it won't be as big as anaconda. Okay. So yeah. I, can't, I can't give you the, di- the exact dimensions because I don't have them. Uh, because I've not, I, this, this is really quite early information we're giving you about these ships. So, you know, uh, it's, I mean, they've, they've been... Obviously, we've been working on them for quite a while, but we, we're, we're trying to... I'm trying to word this sentence correctly without <laughs> giving any information. Okay, what about aesthetics? If you know, if you're on the Krypton Factor and I was blindfolded and I had to build this ship out of blocks, how would you describe it to me? Um, have you ever seen? Um, have you ever seen Doctor Who? So it's kind of shaped a bit like a. If you say the TARDIS. I don't think people are going to be quite upset. Uh, you get inside a telephone box, and then it's big on the inside, but it's small on the outside. So how's uh, how does that work? Magic. <laughs> so the federal gunship is a TARDIS, <laughs> is basically what you're saying. No, no, please, please don't take any of that seriously. I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, not like that. It's nothing at all like that. Um, I think you just have to wait and see because we will be putting out some teasers. Well, there will be. Yeah, you'll you'll be getting some uh, some peaks soon in the week. Maybe soon. No, soon. soon. You use the word soon. Peaks. Really? You went there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. Well, that sounds absolutely oh, God, amazing. Stop this for me now. End it immediately. <laughs> so I'm assuming that um, we've also got the new ship as far as CQC is concerned as well, because we'll also have the new Condor as well, won't we? Uh, yeah. In CQC. In CQC. So it's yeah. four new ships within the next sort of few weeks of the uh, of the game. Well, yeah. So when CQC comes out. On you know, full, full, on full release, you'll have the, yeah, you'll have that shit. <laughs> it's, it's, what I'm trying to say is, it's only in CQC. No. That, Just keep fine. digging that hole, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> right, what we'll do is we will let Ed take a drink of something nice and stiff. Uh, we'll go to an advert, and then we come back. We've got a few Q and A's uh, <laughs> for the uh, for the guys before we let them go back uh, back home because they're obviously still at Frontier Towers at the moment. I'm sure they'd like to get home at some point. So a short break, and then after that, we'll come back for some questions. Live radio. It's even louder than me. Wait a minute. That can't be right. Space can be lonely. But sometimes, that's just what you want. 
Choose your holiday, the gas giants of Elioth. Partying the night away in Yorkville on Aquila. Or even go back and find your ancestors on Earth. The Rockforth Corporation makes your holiday special. And will let nothing disturb you. Commanders, Ambassador Crash here, and you are listening to Lave Radio, the hottest show this side of Dizzo. Join us live every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. BST for the latest news on Elite Dangerous and the fantastic community behind it. You can also chat to me live every Friday at 8 p.m. BST on the official community Twitch stream, Crash Landing, Lave Radio, crash tested and approved since the year 3200. Lave Radio, transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. Okay, guys, and we are back, and we're going to quickly uh, hit, whilst they're still here, whilst we've still got them strapped to their seats, we're going to ask the the guys a couple of questions that we've had in from the community, starting off with, uh, oh, I see, I knew you'd sent a question, uh, Jurian Wittenberg, hopefully I've got his name right, uh, he's got some questions regarding exploration, um, so obviously in your latest newsletter he says you, you have posted some stats about current exploration progress, um, how impressed are you with the current exploration stats? Um, okay, I'll, I'll jump on this one. Um, so yeah, I mean, you mean the the newsletter one that said how many how many thousands of years it's going to take for the the rest of the the galaxy to be explored? That one, <laughs> that one, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you know what? Uh, yeah, genuinely, really delighted actually, because from our perspective, you know, I think that um, I think it's just a credit to to the game itself in terms of of what it is in terms of that whole expansive. Um, galaxy that people can go out there and there's so much to do and so much to kind of explore that that yeah I do I think that it just kind of puts into perspective just how just just how I don't know what the I, I don't have a word in me to describe how huge <laughs> it is and um, and I, you know for me I think that's only a fantastic thing really yeah uh, I think that I don't know if Zach answered. Uh, did you you may have just right? you may yeah no, no absolutely you, you may have just said exactly what I was going to say but I do think How that dare. I do think that we uh, and the people I don't think they expected it to be even searched as quickly as it is I think people are I think we are I think from what I gather people around the office are really impressed by how far these guys have got already even though it is twenty six thousand years or something silly before <laughs> they find it, it we're making progress like, but progress is what? slow <laughs> yeah yeah yes <laughs> yes yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, let's maybe ask the other question. Did you guys expect so many people to go straight down to uh, Sagittarius A, uh, or the other side of the Milky Way in the first year of the game? Did we? Did we? Sorry, can you repeat that question again? Sorry. Yeah, did you expect so many people to go to the centre of the galaxy down to Sagittarius A? I I ex- I expected that it would be from a personal point of view. I think I expected that it would be again. It, it's the same sort of question, like about that exploration, how quickly people made it to places. I was impressed that people made it there so quickly, and, and from asking around the office and stuff like that, people were surprised how many people got there that quickly. But at the same time, also, it is a target. It is like Sagittarius A star. Like, of course, people are going to try and go there straight away. So uh, I think 
I think I remember, I'm sure early on speaking to like one of somebody like Mike Brooks or, or David, uh, Dave Raven about it. And he was saying that he was impressed that someone had got there so soon when the first person made it there. I remember that was quite a, that was quite a moment for everybody. And also when the first person, I remember for the first person who found an actual black hole, it was a black hole on its own. And I remember seeing like, and everyone was like, you know, black holes in this game, what do they look like? Uh, <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Okay, you see, Julian, you see, he's, he's very sly. He lulls you into a false sense of security with some nice positive questions. And then asks this one, which is, people seem to be <laughs> complaining that exploration feels a little bit underwhelming, even though they seem to be doing it quite a lot. Uh, in both the, the revenue per time invested and the variety in which the game has to offer, um, has Frontier been picking up on this? And is there any love ahead for exploration? So yes, and I mean, I think that's you know yes. There's there's those two questions in the third one, but I think that you know what, <laughs> as you said rightly, there there is a you know obviously we've just been talking about just how much exploration has been done and how much there is obviously still kind of still out there. I think that um, you know those voices have been heard. I think it's it's not just exploration, but you know also um, other different areas as well. Those those have definitely been heard, and I think you. You know what? I don't want to say the word. I don't want to say the word. But um, <laughs> yes, it's definitely something that you know the development team, um, you know, hear and have heard the the kind of the feedback around different areas that that mm-hmm. people would like, and that goes across everything. You know, that uh, I think sometimes it seems like you know posting feedback in the forums or posting feedback in different channels might not necessarily get through, but. You know, it, it absolutely does 100%. And, the, you know, the developers are actually reading the forums, like, really regularly. They're, they're constantly taking on feedback. We're constantly passing feedback through. Brett, who I know is listening, um, specifically every single time there's, a, there's an update, he's specifically collating all the feedback and sending it through to the developers. So, yes, but not just in that section, in, like, genuinely across, across the board, no matter what the, the update is. But um, will you see some love soon? Soon. Soon. <laughs> Excellent. Hopefully that will be enough for most people. We've got a lot of questions around exploration. I think it's the, I think it's the area that everybody's doing a little bit of at the moment. Um, nice question here. This one comes from Galactic Midden. Uh, if you had the power of pixel creation, with which fancy structures, objects, or interactive gameplay component would you guys personally add to the Elite Dangerous universe? So again, you're, like, you're talking very about personal things, their personal preference. Because of course we mm. don't have. We don't touch game design at all. No, nope. team. So we can only really say what we think's cool. Does he? Uh, does it? Does Midden mean what? What structures will we think would look cool in the game? Because I actually think that the new the stuff the stuff in CQC as well that that you see in CQC just those different just seeing something that's really cool and interesting like that where you can fly through and fly around it and things like that. I think that sort of thing is cool in the game. So I'd love to see sort of more. I'd love to see more of that sort of thing from just my personal point of view as if I'm playing it. You know. You know, on yeah, a personal, I think on a personal point of view, since we're doing that, I would just make something like a ship that literally is only mine and was the absolute <laughs> most amazing thing ever. Oh, and I could just literally sport, fly through and be sport. like, and just be like, yeah, that's mine. That's that's absolutely mine. No, I wouldn't. Of course, that'd be completely selfish. But maybe I would. I don't. <laughs> a Zach special. What would you call it? What would you call your ship? Um. Um, it would be huge. It would be like <laughs> the biggest thing in the world, and it would be called the Zactopia. The Zactopia. Okay, guys. So, yeah, in, in months and years ahead, when Zach's obviously sort of nestling into the code when nobody's looking, just look out for that mysterious ship, the Zactopia, yeah. flying through your I, system. I take. I take back my answer. I want. I want the Zactopia. <laughs> can I just? Can I just be clear? As this requires me knowing any code, I don't think anyone needs to worry for for a very long time. It's not going to be happening. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, that's great answers, guys. I mean, even the CQC one, um, I think, is a good point. I think I can't remember if it was if it was you, Ed, or if it was you, Zach. I was talking about uh, this at LaveCon, but yeah, at the moment you obviously have to jump into CQC from a separate menu. But yeah, these yeah, battlefields are really beautifully sort of developed, and it would be great if they were sort of um, you know standout destinations that people would go to certain systems to be able to see. So, for example, if there was a battleground at uh, at Lave, for example, you'd be able to fly to Lave Station and then just off to the right hand side of Lave Station you can see sort of a, you know, an area that's sort of cordoned off and you can actually see the, the CQC arena in the distance and if you wanted to maybe access it later in the game you could actually fly towards it and, and jump into it that way but I think actually having these structures seeing as they're all there, having them in yeah. game would just add a little bit more sort of um, tapestry to, uh, to some of these systems yeah. um, but you know, maybe maybe a little bit further down the line, they will actually creep into the main game at some point. But I just seem but to let's, say, consider- let's just be honest and say that Zactopia would be better. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, yeah, so yeah. I, I in fact, in, in, in our chat here. Ben has said, "Can we all answer the question too?" And I think that'd be really cool. I want to hear from you guys. What, what you yeah, go on then. Let's uh, let's see what the Lave Radio crew want to inject in this game. That's not that's not a bad idea at all. Um, Crash, we'll start with you. At least that's going to be yeah. <laughs> PG thirteen. Go on. <laughs> what are we trying to say? Oh, <laughs> uh, is, is this compl- uh, just ex- exploration type things? Are we talking or anything? Anything. The world is your anything. lobster. Oh, the, the galaxy is my... Oh, dear. Um, oh, crikey. I suppose one of my favourite things that I'd love to see implemented, which was hinted at way back when, would be the uh, pirate bases hidden away in asteroid rings. That's one thing I'd really like to see, that they don't show up as a, as a resource, um, you know, like an, an extraction site type in marker until you know where they are. That, that would be a really, really nice thing. I'd like to see that. Good shot, Ben. I'm going to go with my normal favourites of I really want to see the Tianisla graveyard in game. The Tianisla graveyard. Yeah, mm. I've been looking for that for so long, literally, and it's nowhere to be found. You see, oh. when we talked about this before, I still think the Tianisla graveyard would make a great CQC map. Yeah, that'd Just be cool. Lots, lots of derelict ships with Dave Hughes floating around. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Colin. Oh, I've got two little bugbears. One would be multiple commanders. Um, hold on, hold on. Power of pixel creation, it says. Oh. oh How, how's oh. a second account go into pixel creation? That's not injecting oh, right. something to the galaxy. Right. Go on, stay on brief. Ah, stay on brief. Oh, you know what? Some kind of racetrack. Some some kind of racetrack that we we could all just have a have a quick dash round and see how we do, like just like the G one in in Dockers. Okay, yeah, not a bad shout. That obviously could be another sort of uh, arena type game. Maybe after CQC, uh, and finally, because this is the one that I've been dreading the most, <laughs> Grant. What would you like to inject into the universe? Well, <laughs> I said, at the current minute, I've not had to do much to get things injected. The community are doing all the kind of things I would want for me. But I have to say, and this is actually quite sensible for one, so yeah, hold on to your hats. I would love the Silver Comet to be in-game and to be... Yeah, roaming around the galaxy, taking out people, unfortunately. It's like that wonderful kind of um, go-between for them, you know, the Thargoids. You could be like going, yeah, I've just escaped the Thargoids. What's that on my scanner? Oh, it's the 
Oh crap, it's a Silver Comet. And if anyone's not read it, it's from Darren Gray's short story called The Silver Comet in the anthology Tales of the Frontier book, uh, which is awesome and it is a brutal story, but that would be awesome to see that kind of thing in game and then uh, kind of have to change your underwear. <laughs> see, I, I, I thought we were quite safe with that one. I thought, not a problem. He's, you know, he's taken the tone, he's taken the level, he's kept it nice and clean. And then John Stabler throws into the chat channel, he wants floating brothels to be in the game. So, uh, has to go and lower the tone. So, thank you, Mr. Stabler. Yes, floating brothels is what you would add to the Elite Dangerous Galaxy. How lovely. Um, for me, I think I would go for generation ships. I think I'd have a very, very long sort of mission like the um, unidentified artifact mystery thing. And at the end of it, I'd have some sort of uh, generation ship in the uh, in the galaxy that I think would be a nice little touch. Um, but talking about uh, an identified artifact, uh, that's one of the other questions we've got from the community guys. It says, "Can it ever what? be solved?" What? 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 <laughs> um, one one word answer. Well, ask the question. Ask the, ask the question again. Okay, so <laughs> ask, ask the Ed question exact. again. Just just ask Ed. the question. Ed and Zach, can the uh, unidentified or uh, unknown artifact mystery be solved? Yes, next question. <laughs> so you're telling me there's an end. <laughs> I'm not you anything. Just keep, just keep searching. Next question, please. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, what about um, uh, Will Stella Phenomena? Do, 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 do. Uh, occur in the game eventually. So stars going supernovas, asteroids smashing into planets, anything like that. So you, any idea whether or not they're on the horizon? Uh, unfortunately, that's not really in our, under our remit. It's not really our area, so we can't really answer that question. Unfortunately, sorry. No, that's fine. What about so a question from Nick Coulson, which is why do so many systems around Nebula require a permit? Again, uh, I, it might just be a coincidence, but it might also be there might also be a reason behind it. Uh, that, and I'm, in fact, I'm sure there probably is. You know, and if you asked David Braben if you saw him, I bet you he'd have a good answer for that one. But unfortunately, <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> you know, I don't. I just I don't, don't, I just don't have it. Sorry, I can only do so much thinking for one day, and I already did it. And I've had a stiff drink now after the last <laughs> after the last part of this podcast. It's all gone horribly wrong. Okay, anyway. so um, what about um, what about another one from Galactic Midden? Says, what does level two and three detailed scans specifically refer to? So that's an interesting question. Um, does it? Because so all I know about that is that obviously the game mechanics side of things. So obviously, level one is just like the ping that you send out, which finds like the sort of gravitational, like finds the bodies in the space, but obviously no details about it. But then level two scan is and correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, John Virgo could probably answer this question better than anyone. He's played more of the game than I have. Uh, level level two is where you obviously get close enough to the body and scan it and find details uh, and find details. Right? And the level three is just like an even even deeper level of, of data. That's all. That's that's. Is that what he means by that question? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think someone obviously hasn't read the in-game manual. <laughs> that, that's what that suggests to me. I mean, John, yeah. you've read the uh, the in-game manual from cover to cover, backwards and forwards, yeah, up and down yeah, and left and right. That, 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 that information's in there, isn't it? Uh, I can't remember whether that's in there, but I do know that level one is right what Ed said. Level one is you, you ping it and you've got the contact. Level two is you actually sit in front of it and get an active scan. Level three is you've got the uh, detailed service scan. Yeah, that's it. You've got to have the detailed service scanner uh, on your ship. I forgot to add that bit. Sorry. <laughs> John. <laughs> no problem. Um, John. One of the other ones, uh, which may or may not be slightly controversial, I'm not entirely sure. Um, dun, we dun, seem to be dun. getting 
we seem to be getting quite a few questions about it was can you guys possibly um shed any light on the uh, sarah jane avery change of assignment that seems to be going through the community at the moment dun, dun, dun. um can we shed any light I mean, honestly, I think I think really the only th- kind of thing that you know we can say really is kind of what we've already said um, on the thread, which is that you know that kind of um, you know in, in games development, people do move around in terms of within projects, etc. And yeah, all all of that is kind of already on the the thread. Really, there's not really much more that we can kind of go into. No, that's absolutely fine. Um, and last question for you two before we un- uh, <laughs> untie you and let you off the ship uh, comes from Al Bartlett, which is, uh, when will we get the full Xbox release and how do you think it is performing on the console? So, yeah, we, we can't give you uh, an exact date now um, because we're not allowed. Um, but I did remember some things about that. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when I was panicking about telling you ship details? I remember that I've, I've now I've had time to, I've had time to calm down, and I've remembered a couple of things. So yeah, I want to also tell you about. So you can, this is it, it, we're, we're taught in um, to always answer the question that we wanted to be asked. So that is what I'm going to do now. Um, and yeah, basically, I thought I'd end with a little bit of tip of information. Um, so one really cool thing about one point four is that when the Xbox full release of CQC comes out, it's going to be days the PC release will come as well. Wow. Days, yeah. not weeks, not months, not years. So I think originally we said months. No, you did. And we went back to weeks. You did. <laughs> yeah, at Lavecon we said that you know it will be coming as, as soon, soon as, as possible. possible. And I think there was quite a few people that kind of heard that and obviously they, they want to know well does that actually mean as soon as possible yeah. or does it mean like okay mm. it's going to come in like a month later or, two months later <laughs> or whatever and and no so the, the, the answer is mm. as much as as much as possible it will be coming like as as as, hum- as, as close as humanly possible whether that's yeah. the next day or whatever they will be coming mm-hmm. um, or the same day or whatever they'll, they'll be coming together yeah that's and great talking news to guys it will of course have the ranks you know the ranks that we know and love from Early Dangerous um, so yeah, your first rank, and we can, we can reveal the first ranking today, and that's going to be helpless. Helpless, <laughs> nice. Helpless. <laughs> so Brilliant. John's so, got another, another um, yeah. <laughs> elite to go. Um, you know, John, you're even further not, behind now. Not quite hit triple elite, John, and, and now you've got to get quadruple elite. I mean, <laughs> just saying, you're 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 slacking a bit. I need to for your days. Ben, did you have something you wanted to pick up on on that? Yeah, you mentioned that the release for the PC was going to be coming within days of the release on the Xbox. What about the PC's beta then? When's that happening? <laughs> oh no! Well, what, what? Just to be clear on what I said there is that it's on when when the full release of the Xbox CQC comes out. That's going to be days since then. So, of course, there is the GPP as well for the yes. But to, your, to answer your other question, were you, were you going to say something? Oh, no. Um, I, I, again, I, I have no, 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 no. It's because we don't have... Nice. What? what? Do we? This needs to be an internal conference going on over there. Let, one second. Let, let's, just, let's just go and have a chat. Can we get some elevator music on here, please? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. Yeah, basically, the, the only thing to say is... Very nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> You're with, eh? 
<laughs> yeah, the, the only thing to say, obviously, is yeah, as, as Ed said, the GPP, and then um, when there is the full release, that will come at the same time as the the PC release. Yeah. Okay, and I've got a question that I've never understood actually, which I hope Fozzer doesn't mind me asking. Uh, ask it, and then I'll tell you. Okay, fair enough. Right, the Xbox, as I understand it, is currently the I'm seeing it as they're playing on betas, right? Yeah, it's effectively the same idea as playing a beta account. It's not related to what you're playing in the main game, yes? Um, okay. I'll carry on with your question first. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, what I've always wondered about is, would I, with the Xbox, will I yeah. be able to fly to lave on the PC, dock up, walk over to my Xbox, pick up, log on, and I'm in lave? Or am I going to be... Is it basically a completely separate account? Good question. Yeah, so I, you know, the best person really to answer that would be someone like Gary, the the producer. But he has done the one thing I would say is when you were asking questions about kind of how the 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 beta, not really a beta, obviously the game preview program, um, how <laughs> yeah. that kind of works in terms of your progression afterwards into the full game. Um, he did a really really nice Q and A. No, uh, I saw that. Which does kind of answer exactly what what you what will go through and what won't go through and how how that transition should work. So there's there's some really really kind of good answers on there about that. So that was the only reason I kind of went uh, in terms of the the beta and transferring over. But in terms mm. of like how it works in terms of docking and then being able to, to switch over and take off, um, you know, the, the fact is we just don't want to say something and then it be wrong. And we, yeah. we're not technically minded enough, so we just don't yeah. want to give you the, the wrong information. Yeah, and I, I hope, yeah. yeah, I hope people realise that as well. When I'm making certain noises enough. and stuff, I am just having fun, and, and <laughs> <laughs> I do apologise if I've come across as silly. We're talking about Tardises. Yeah, talking about Tardises. That is not in the game. I repeat, not <laughs> in the game. So Zachtopia yeah. will be. <laughs> I think it would be awesome if you could log off on the PC and dot to the Xbox, but there might be reasons why it would be awkward. Quite yeah, because so. Yeah, but also if you think about that if you just extrapolate that out, I mean if you had uh, you know day one all these new Xbox players coming on and you know all the PC players that have Xbox Ones just walk across pitch up their Xbox Ones and use the same accounts they're going to be yeah, light years ahead of everybody else. I'm not entirely sure that's a sort of a fair balanced sort of playing field is it? I certainly wouldn't be overly happy with joining that universe. I'm going to go the other way around and say if I was somebody who'd spent the past year well, past six months or whatever, building up my commander on the PC, why can't I carry him onto the Xbox? Well, well technically that means now that Karash has eight elites. To go. <laughs> 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 that's less than 50%. Yeah, that's what we did it. Shut it. Cool. Okay, we'll have to part that and we'll speculate. <laughs> some fun yeah. details about it we'll yeah. talk about it and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll speculate yeah. wildly on it for the next few weeks and then I'm sure that's we'll find we out a little bit uh, yeah exactly that's what we do we'll find out later uh, if they're, they're ever going to merge the accounts as it currently looks okay guys have you got anything else you want to you want to sort of um, touch on before we uh, we let you out of the ship just want to reiterate about uh, watching other games come, uh, and if you're not sadly able to be with us in Germany, because I know a few few guys are uh, coming along. I wish you could all come with us and join us at our uh, our fan event as well, uh, Elite Meet. But yeah, definitely tune in. There'll be lots of uh, we're going to be promoting it quite a lot throughout the week. So make sure you you get down in your diaries and come along because, like I said, there are going to be some giveaways on there. There's just going to be some uh, cool chats with people and stuff. We're going to have a nice time. 
<laughs> Great stuff. Well, I know for a fact I'll be tuned in from from twelve to five every day, watching your ugly, uh, your beautiful visage. Um, <laughs> what, would, what would you call your planet, Fozza? If you want, uh, ooh. the forest of Foz. That's what it's got to be. Oh, mm, the dark Fozzerton forest, Fozzerton. <laughs> Yeah, Planet Fozzerton, I think we'll probably go to. Yeah, but I'm assuming I'm, I'm yeah, I'm assuming I'm probably not allowed to win. Uh, that might be a, a loud cry of fix if that was the case. I don't know. Everyone's entering. Everyone should be able to enter. Everyone should enter. Everyone should go along. The, and yeah, there's going to be, as I say, details. All you know, we're going to be putting up a post tomorrow that just details like everything that we're doing. Which, to be honest, is everything we've just said here. So, you know, as you know, we did want to come and talk to you guys first and let you guys know first. But um, yeah, we're putting up a post tomorrow, and then there'll be like terms and conditions and boring legal stuff in there. So feel free to have a look at those. But <laughs> do get involved and do um, do enter the competition. Everyone, including you, why not? Everyone should. Perfect. Well, guys, uh, thank you very much from the crew of the Orange Slide and thank you very much from the Elite Dangerous community. Thank you, Ed and Zach, for stopping by. Enjoy the rest of your evening and fly safe. Thank, thank you, you very much. much. Yeah. Cheers, Cheers guys. Thank you. It's been Cheers. a pleasure. Bye. 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 Cool. And whilst we let them out of the uh, the airlock, we are going to have a quick advert, and then we're going to come back and talk a little bit about the Dev News. Career. Choose a car though, choose a fucking big shit. Choose palladium gold and electrical tin openers. Choose good health, low cholesterol and ship insurance. Choose fixed interest loan repayments. Choose a space station. Choose your friends. Choose leisure wear and matching luggage. Choose a paint job and hire purchase and a range of fucking colours. Choose decals, exploration and wondering where the f- you are on a Sunday morning. Choose sitting in that chair, running mind-numbing, spirit-crushing trade routes, stuffing f***ing junk food in your mouth. And choose rotting away at the end of it all, pissing your last in the void with no one out there to hear you bury or do anything as you drift away in cold space. And there's some f***er comes along to steal your ship, your cargo and your clothes, leaving your bones floating out in space. Choose your future. Choose life. But why would I want a different thing like that? I choose not to choose life. I chose something else. And the reasons? There are no reasons. Who needs reasons when you've got onion heads? We are going to get so many letters, that bleeping just didn't seem to work quite right, did it, Grant? (laughs) 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 
<laughs> oh dear. I, I, in fact, I'm just going to apologise now. For those people that aren't a fan of the Onion Head advert, and we know there are a few of you out there, um, we tried to fix it. We didn't do a very good job. Uh, we'll try harder next time. I think uh, if okay, we just bleep was... it from the beginning right to the end, that, that would cover <laughs> it. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, well, I mean, that was fun. Uh, obviously, uh, for this particular episode, we, we moved everything around because uh, Zach and Ed are actually, you know, doing that for us from uh, from Frontier Towers, and it's now 9.30, and I'm sure they wanted to get home. So we've moved things around. Normally, we'd have the dev news, then we'd talk about the uh, the main topic, which is obviously uh, Zach and Ed this week, and then we'd do the community corner. So this time, we're going to go things in a slightly different direction. We're going to go into the development news. So uh, kicking us off, we're going to talk about the 10 most visited systems uh, this was a post on the uh, on the forum guys i have to say the 10 most visited systems i haven't been to a one of them really really <laughs> not one and is, i think is that just because <laughs> is that just because the names are so confusing it's hard to remember whether or not you've been to zz5539926 <laughs> well maybe there is an element of that but uh, the well, all these systems where people are saying they're, you know, that they're trading there and they're making a lot of money there, I'm thinking, shit, I have obviously missed the trick. No wonder it's taken me so long to get, you know, get my anaconda. I haven't been to any one of these trading systems that everybody's making money at. Oh dear. So, um, how many of them have you managed to tick off your list, John? Uh, at least five or six, I think. I'm, not, I'm again, I'm not sure if I've been to, you know, Alry Sector MC V B two seven, but uh, definitely been to the Frigga system in number ten slot. There, Keeney, I remember that one. Uh, not sure about six and seven, Kermain, yeah, I remember going to there. Patriti LHS three four four seven. That's that's right near the start uh, point. And Everett, definitely been to that one. So at least at least six of them, I think. Well, six out of ten is not bad, but then again, you do a hell of a lot of streaming. So you know, I'm amazed there's anywhere in the galaxy you haven't actually been to. Why well, do I remember Frigaha? Didn't wasn't there a community goal there or something? I think what happened there? Was, there? Yeah, yeah. It reminds. I think there was a CG. Yeah, yeah. There's something there. Okay, Ben, you been to all ten of them? Have I heckers like? <laughs> it's like Pokemon. You've got to catch them all. You know. No, I, I've been to LHS three double four seven and Frigaha. I think, but that's it. Right, even oh, when they were missed. talking about being the um, being the, <laughs> the the starting system, I don't even think I started there, did I? I think no, I started well, at Founders World. It's because if we started in oh with our perks, then we'll have started in different places like Lave or the Founders World. But right. I've been, I have been there in in there because I met up with my brother-in-law in, in, in LHS three four four seven. Cool. Okay, well, as I say, if you haven't been to all 10, maybe this could be another community goal. Maybe there's another thing you need to tick off. Or if we had achievements <laughs> in the game, maybe this could be one of the achievements. It's, it's uh, not, we call it the, the, the tourist achievement. Is it not just a sort of like, you know, right, okay, you guys, you've enjoyed this trade route. Now we're going to screw it up for you by telling everybody. <laughs> well, thanks to Grant, everybody must know anyway. I've not been I'm to like, any no, of them. I didn't, I didn't know. You know, I'm grinding my way to an anaconda. I'd love a trade route like that. That, that everybody seems to be making money out of. Yeah, I'm, just gonna, I'm not even going to mention mine anymore because you know Fozzer and I we, we've been sharing some little systems and it's been going really quite well for us on a small scale. But yeah, so yeah, it's not anywhere in the universe. We, we were at. No, we don't, we don't oh. trade. Yeah, yeah, Lave Six, aren't we? We're at Lave Six. That's where we are. <laughs> oh, crash is just about to smear on the ground at the moment. <laughs> okay. Um, 
The Meet the Team, uh, Alex Bowden, who is a video editor and motion graphics artist. Now, apologies to the guys who have been doing the Meet the Team stuff. Um, I have to say I've been completely missing them off the show notes, so I haven't been covering them at all for the last few weeks. But um, obviously, video editing and motion graphics artist. Uh, my main takeaway from this was the fact that Alex, like the rest of us, seemed to want better, uh, better means and better tools to actually make videos with the game. you guys agree with that? Well, yeah, I think that was something that was brought up at LaveCon as well during the Q&A session was that people are looking for more tools to be able to, to make fan movies. And we've seen some amazing jobs so far um, with the, you know, God, why can't I remember what it was called? The one with the miner being in the, in, you know, yeah, definitely. I can't remember what it was either, but with all the um, the CG um, faces in the communications well, section well, and stuff. That was the video competition one, though. There was one who was doing a sort of short stories before that video competition, and it was, again, it was pretty... They were pretty impressive, just to see, you know, that the people are using the tools that are there. But if you make it better for them, then we could have, before too long, we could have series of, you know, elite-based television shows <laughs> on the internet, and possibly even, you know, elite movies. But the more I think the the better the tools are, then the better the fan projects can become. And I think if you're having people who are making, whether or not it's a drama set in the Elite Dangerous Universe or not, it'd be so cool to have that in-game graphical content being used in these kind of short films. I think it'd be amazing. It'd just totally, it would totally hype your gameplay. And to then log into the game and for it to look like the film you've just watched, that's amazing. It's, it's just it's a win-win situation to have these more tools to make it easier for people to make content. Yeah, absolutely. Um just reading quickly through uh, through all the sort of stuff that he says. I mean, it amazes me that actually for his trailers and stuff, he actually has to go flying out into the universe and you know, try and scout out locations as if it was a proper sort of film shoot. Uh, I think that says a lot about the actual level of simulation that we've got in this game. Uh, the fact that they can't just sort of cherry pick or you know pick out from their you know, from the uh, from the from the source code, as it were, what sort of place it would look good. He actually has to go and fly around the universe, looking in the same way that you do when you explore, uh, looking for places that would look pretty cool in trailers. Uh, I think that's amazing. Um, cool. So uh, the other thing I should say for those people that are interested in the way I was going to say the way that he swings. That's possibly not the way of uh, <laughs> putting that. Um, whether or not he's Federation, Empire, or Alliance, he says, well, the Federation have very strict rules, so that's not him. The Empire thinks slavery is okay, which is obviously not him, so it'd have to be for the Alliance. Um, I kind of like his thinking on that one. I think uh, I share a similar sort of view to that. Okay, so uh, moving on to the uh, Michael Brooks dev update on the 23rd of July. This is the, the rise of player-made factions and turning a minor faction into a major faction. What did you guys think of this? I know there was a, a knee-jerk reaction of people shouting, oh no, it means that you know we're going to get group play and we're going to get sort of big groups and it's all going to be you know, like EVE Online and it's all going to take over and it's going to be no fun anymore. Um, do you think it's really worth all the panicking? Nah. I think, you know, it's, it's, the, it's a natural progression from... It's one of those things that we all had the discussion of in the DDF way, way back as well, was talking about these small local factions and their ability to, to grow if the conditions are encouraged by gameplay. And it's just a natural progression for that. I think it's awesome. You know, it gives me hope, and, and I imagine Karash as well, from all the fun things he was doing with his own system, trying to flip it back. Now, not only can you 
flip it, but if you're playing the long game, if you're playing this and you're looking a year ahead and you can encourage your own group to get in and, and help prep that system to become a power, then it's amazing. And, and the nice thing about it is, though, is that at the current minute, the powers are this gigantic space blamange, uh, all stuff <laughs> in the one area. This means you could actually get new powers much further out and you know then then slowly growing it just creates this kind of tension and what you would call the the systems in between and yeah sure enough you know if code um get together and they decide that they're going to raise a particular one or the emperor's grace good on them that's gameplay if that keeps them playing let them play for those people that you know are traveling through those systems there's nothing different to what a lot of us are doing now a lot of us not me I'm always an open and you know, <laughs> I, I just like the fact that you know I could get my arse kicked and open and it happens mostly by myself and um, I think you know that a lot of people do use solo if they're on something that's just too important for them to risk and they or they jump into a private group like you know the, the biggest one which is Mobius is you know you jump into these groups where you kind of know that you should be safe and I say should because we've, we've got an item coming up later on <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, that it just gives you a reason to play. And what we're all always kind of it gets to these points where, you know, if new features been introduced and two, three weeks later, people are going, right, well, I'm bored of that. What next? Yeah. This, this creates long term play. I want my faction and I want to try and make it a power. And uh, yeah. It's. I think it's awesome. Uh, I think yeah, yeah, it can be abused. These big groups can move in, but frankly, what right have we to say that their gameplay is any less valid than ours, and they should be welcomed? Okay, John. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Follow on what Grant was saying there is it, what Frontier have been trying to do all along, and I've been trying to let people realise this is is just building on layers and layers of functionality and features. You know, as much as some people term it, ah, I don't really like Paraplay. Some people now might be interested if oh, I can actually get my small faction into Paraplay. Oh, great! You know, that might really really appeal to them. And Frontier have been trying to say this all along that you know, whilst the game is is out and it's playable, it's kind of in a perpetual gamma stage. This is what David said that they wanted to do and it is going to just continue to get layers and layers of functionality built on top of it and improve. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's almost like the sort of the Wild West, isn't it, with people sort of setting out across the galaxy and trying to stake their claim and you know, having a small bit of the uh, the galaxy that they can call their own, which, you know, when I spoke to the groups in the, in the Conclave recently, they, that's really what they wanted. They wanted to be able to sort of stake a claim and then start building their own, you know, their own canon around, you know, go on different websites and stuff and build up their canon and talk about their system and then you know, defend their system. And obviously the power play mechanics you know, allow you to actually do that and allow you to do that sort of defending of your system and the changing of the states and stuff like that so uh talking about the changing of the states uh one of the things that did come up was the fact that there's going to be a reduced cooldown period for different states uh within a system um so things uh, are going to move around a lot faster uh, than they currently do and the other thing which i think is really good is something called population scaling so in other words it's harder to influence states with a large population than those sort of small mining colonies uh, with only a few people in there i think that makes a lot of sense from a logic side of things um and might also have a big impact 
based on you know which strategically which areas do you go after so you know if you think about it if you do manage to be a minor faction that turns into you know a faction that can take over a system you're only going to have a small population uh, to start with uh, which means that you know in those early days you're going to be at risk of people sort of flip-flopping the system on you so uh, it just means you have to work harder whilst you're small and, and build your your system up until you get a bigger population um and then you know gives you a little bit more security when people come and try and take it over so i think that sort of extra level of uh, of realism and, and gameplay really adds to the whole power play dynamic so all in all quite a decent dev update there um anybody you got anything else to add from the dev update from the 23rd of july well, I was just going to add to that. I mean, you're talking about population increases. There's a use for the orca shipping slaves to a system. You will be part of this population. <laughs> but something that's something that's quite interesting, actually, and I don't know how they're going to do this at all, is when you're promoting a minor faction to become a power, the perks, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the effects it has in the system, can they really procedurally generate them? Surely that's going to be a manual intervention because you're going to have to make sure that it's the right flavouring. You know, so if, if I get the Beldacri brothers to become a power, they are just pirates. They don't care. I was allied to them and they still shoot me out the sky. They're a bunch of murdering so-and-sos. <laughs> and, and if they became a power, I can imagine the perk is absolutely nothing <laughs> good luck getting through the year without getting robbed but that's that'll be quite interesting to see how they they come to you know create that part of the content no it's interesting although they did say that you know these um these major minor factions turning into major factions stuff is still going to be a very very difficult um path it's not going to be something that people are just going to be able to rock up and do within a matter of days so you know possibly we're still going to have only a small number uh, of community groups going this way so if it's you know five to ten then it could be possible that they can interject something with that and you know talk to the guys that are running the actual factions and, and try and figure something out or that you know maybe they can just make a, a list of generic ones and if you get to that level you can you can choose you can choose which particular power you want to uh, put on your system who knows again wildly speculating but up <laughs> overall quite an interesting update for power play there um what else have we got uh, newsletter 84 uh and the rares competition okay let's start off with the rares competition and this is obviously something that's been bubbling away for the last two weeks and we have a winner or rather we have two winners grant i feel i should probably pass this over to you to tell us a little bit about the winners so to all you doubters and you you mug haters out there i'm speaking to you you couldn't defeat it and it won but then frontier kind of went well you know what it is a mug let's let's put in a decent one that might actually go and yeah now all of us mug supporters are sitting with the reality of having to fly to hutton and I'm thinking, I'll just fill the T the T nine with scrap, you know. I'll do a couple of things. I'll do some streaming. We'll create kind of a show about it. We'll do some fun stuff to kind of do it. And then I went T nine to Hutton. It's an outpost. I'm not going to be able to land. So I'm glad that ahead of doing this, I've worked that out because that would be one of the most depressing things I've done in-game ever. Oh, that would be hilarious. And I was going to say, that is a stream I would definitely tune in to watch. <laughs> you would actually... So what you, you, can imagine, you can imagine the chat channel on that any minute now. Any minute now he's going to realise. 
Any minute, just wait for it. Wait for it. Request there talking. it is. <laughs> no. Yeah, everyone would be just waiting for that face to drop, wouldn't they? <laughs> is the Python a can that land on it? Yes, it can. Yeah. 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 So, so you, could, you could do it in a Python, which would obviously be the order of the day, but uh, maybe we should just back up here a second. Uh, for those people that haven't been following the Rares competition, so Frontier offered the opportunity for the community to inject uh, a new Rare uh, goods into the game, uh, which would then spark off a community goal in order to get those particular Rare goods made. So in the case of Hutton Orbital, it was... Um, uh, the, short dis- the, the short description of it is um, delivered over a vast distances by those in search of a profit. The Hutton mug is the only sold is only sold to commanders who make the painfully long journey to Hutton Orbital, made from the salvage frameshift drive plates of ships that ran out of fuel before reaching this far out station. This is purely a vanity item commemorating the epic journey. Its value lies in its rarity and latent frameshift energies, keeping your drink that little bit warmer for the journey. So the availability is done in one. T- tons uh one tons one ton and in order for it to actually be made we need to carry salvage and scrap to hutton orbital now i haven't been to hutton orbital so how long does it actually take to get there in alpha centauri well i think the yeah so i was gonna say i think the estimates are around 30 to 40 minutes in game time at maximum super cruise speed (laughs) you are shitting me really (laughs) i shit you not (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, we've screwed really? ourselves over. Thirty yeah. to forty minutes. <laughs> yes, yep. about that. It's point twenty-two light years away. Oh, for Christ's <laughs> sake! No, the amount of times you've come across commanders have suddenly said, "Oh, I've just taken this delivery. I got thirty minutes to get to Hutton Orbital," and you just go, <laughs> "Go on then." <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah, okay. I did make that mistake. I, I will confess. Oh, it was you, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I've done. I, that. I love it though. I love it. I think it's a wonderful right. homage to Frontier Elite too, though, isn't it? <laughs> and um, doesn't Hutton already have uh, a rare good that you can buy there already? Oh, there you is... went there. Oh. You went well, there. <laughs> I was merely going to point out that there seemed to be a lot of a backlash against the Hutton mug because there was already a rare at Hutton. But I was going to point out that obviously Listy already has a place where you can get two rare goods items. So it's not as if it's uh, there isn't a precedent for it. So um, what's and, the other rare oh. good that you get at Hutton? I think it's, is it Centauri Gin or something? Tower Centauri Gin, something like that? Tower Cent- Alpha Centauri Gin. Okay, Alpha, cool. Yeah, that's it. Right, okay. So, um, because there was a small amount of uh, dissension in the ranks amongst the community about the mug getting in, uh, Frontier were very kind, and they allowed us to have a second winner um, of a rare goods. And this one is the, I'm going to butcher this name, is it the Sophis Crystalline Gold? Um, Sounds ridiculous. Sounds ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) Mug was easy to um, so the short description of this is uh, when gold is exposed to the rare gas coming from the thermal vents on the seabed of the twin Earth-like planets of Sothis A5 and Sothis A6 it forms into a previously unseen crystalline structure unlike other crystalline golds scientists and engineers are only just beginning to discover the varied technological uses for this rare form of gold due to its unique lattice. Already serious corps are worrying about possible hostile takeovers of their far-flung colony system. Uh, means to create you need so many tons of normal gold 
Okay, so that one seems a little bit more straightforward, but again, a good storyline behind it. You can imagine they could write a decent, uh, a decent backstory and a decent uh, ongoing story plot to uh, to inject into the galaxy with, to go along with that particular record if they wanted to. Yeah, but it's easy. It's easy to do. You know, <laughs> I, I could have picked one that was like a new rare for oh, cracking my home system. I could have come up with Bill Dacry kebabs or something. You know, you just got to bring um, food canisters to it and then they'll sort of burn and slaves add some beer and beer yeah and slaves and then you get a kebab and it's nice and easy because it's only what 200 light seconds from the star and it's nice and easy to get to come on we need a challenge and that hut and mug is a challenge (laughs) and to be honest we're trying to come up with some ideas of creating it you know i know that frontier may not do a hut and mug but if the history of me is anything to go by i've got a strange feeling there may well be a hut and mug appearing soon for those people who take part but watch the forums okay live radio exclusive (laughs) where where do i throw my money we're full of exclusives aren't we Oh dear, speaking about exclusives, the peak of the week this week in uh, Newsletter 84 is obviously the sleek Imperial Eagle that Ed and Zach mentioned earlier on the show. Um, It says Imperial engineers have transformed the Eagle into a war machine with a medium central hard point and faster straight line speed. Now looking at it, uh, it does look quite sexy. If you're looking at the... uh, yeah, you can see the, the the sleek imperial lines to it, and obviously the lovely sort of uh, glowing uh, blue lines that go amongst the ship and the the new and the cells that they put in there. Um, I can see one of these being bought for my particular hangar. Uh, you guys going to be rushing out to buying the Eagle when it comes out in one point four? Definitely, yes. definitely. That, that's one of the ships. Probably that I, not. I really like. Okay, Ben, you're sounding like a hater. Why why are you hating Uh, on the Imperial Eagle? Not a hater, just meh, can't be bothered with it. Um, Yeah, I like the Eagle, but the reason I like the Eagle is because of its maneuverability. Whereas the Imperial Eagle is turning an Eagle into a Viper. And that's what you think this is? Do you think this is a a bit closer to a a Viper? Mm. Yeah, the okay, Eagle well, is a dogfighter. It's meant to be all about the turns and things like that. Whereas, well, the question is, is then, and this might be a larger question then, do you think it's enough to take these ships and tweak them? Obviously, we got the other exclusive about the fact that we're going to get a dropship Mark II. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that within the, um, within the actual flight mechanics of the game and the balancing in terms of the weapons and the um, power supply and things like that, do you think there's enough uh, change in that particular um, sort of balancing act to justify new ships. So do you think that the Imperial Eagle is going to feel like a different ship to the Viper, a different ship to the Eagle, yeah, a different ship that warrants a different title? I think it's going to feel like a different ship. I mean, I know for certainly the oh, the Diamondback Scout and Diamondback Explorer, for example, they feel incredibly different ships with very different flight handling. And I'm sure that the Imperial Eagle and the Eagle Eagle will feel suitably different as well. The Eagle Eagle. <laughs> yeah. The, the real Eagle. <laughs> uh, I just don't see a... I can't think why I would currently want one in-game. Yeah, It's not going to replace my, my uh, Vulture, for example. Okay, John? Got to catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> it's back to the Pokemon. 
Yeah, I, I think I, I just got my completionist streak is kicking in, and I just really want one of everything. So yeah, I've got to get one. Got to try one. But um, I just like the variation in the ship. So I mean, even if it does feel different and it doesn't feel like an eagle, you know, as quick as an eagle to turn, well, I've still got an eagle. Well, I have both, so I'm just jumping one and jumping the other, and just enjoy both. <laughs> And just as you're a completionist, then would you keep all of your ships at one particular hangar, or would you have them scattered across the universe? And the fact that you had them was enough, or would they have to be sort of located in one particular place? Oh, well, my current collection of ships are literally all over the place, so I think it'd probably be left wherever I need to use them most. Uh, like my anaconda is equipped for trading, so it's down where there's a good trade run, and uh, yeah, and I kind of so yeah, it kind of spread out. I think. <laughs> Colin? Well, as much as I like the, the new ships coming along, um, they, are just, they are just variants. And I must admit, I am waiting for some of the big ones that we're all expecting, like the Panther Clipper, like the, <laughs> like the, uh, the Federal Corvette. I think, I think it's nice if we could, we, they could make some progress on one of those. I I'm I'm there. I'm totally with you, Colin. I am waiting for the big trader. I am waiting for it, and it's exciting. I don't believe anything can fly more like a brick than a T9, but I am willing to try it. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, the Panther Clipper is the one that's on the horizon, isn't it? And that's the uh, that's the one that we really really want. Um, and then, well, if we wanted a way, way further down the line with their ten-year plan and stuff, there was those um, those massive ships that hung around outside the stations in uh, in Frontier. I can't remember oh, what they were called. The, the Lynx bolt carriers. Yeah, the Lynx bolt carriers. If you if you could get one of those um, put into game, uh, and you could be commander of that, and you'd had to hire escort wings to go with you everywhere you went, that to me would be uh, would be certainly cool to see in sort of five years' time when the game sort of developed a little bit more. I think that would be an awesome sight to see okay anything else people want to pick up on on that where's my dolphin (laughs) where's your dolphin okay this is an interesting one obviously we hear that uh, that michael's gonna be talking a little bit about um mission updates and tweaks to missions and stuff in uh, in 1.4 that's coming in his dev update on thursday do you think can we hope Possibly, maybe there'll be a little bit of love for passenger missions in uh, in the latest update. Do you reckon Michael's <laughs> going to say anything that's going to make people actually want to go out and buy an orca? The cow bus route is open. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can give people lifts at an orbital. <laughs> yeah, the deal is that they all carry a mug back each. <laughs> I think you know just with the missions there the one thing I think that's still missing in the in the missions is that tiered mission not not the I've done mission 1 now I get mission 2 that's okay I'm talking about the I'm flying from this location to that location and it's more than a jump you know that kind of, and there's more things to do. So when you when you arrive and you pass it in there, the, your contact there goes, ah, cheers for that. Oh, 
but are you, are you busy at the current minute because you could really solve a problem for me I'm looking for that kind of joined up mission that, that takes you places and it, you know for people who are like me who there's my trade route I don't really need to go very far unless there's something on which case I buy a ship jump over to there and do it but then I end up back I mean I've I've explored less than 300 systems in the time it's taken <laughs> to be honest in the entirety of Alpha right through to Beta my station visiting count was five even when they had thousands <laughs> I am a creature of habit and in order I to be you're acrophobic to- that's what you are <laughs> but I think the mission structures if they were tiered in that line where that you're constantly hopping and the mission continues from the next station like ah my brother sent you excellent way um well I know he didn't probably tell you this, but how would you like to double your money? And uh, if you could just deliver this here or do this mission and yeah. take out this guy. I know it takes it back to kind of like the Wing Commander stuff, which was like that, but it was a really good structure. And I think it would encourage people to, to move around and have missions that say, you know, oh, um, if, if you're not busy for the next hour, is there a chance you could drop me off at Hutton? Yeah, <laughs> but again, I mean, passenger machines. I think great because it was one of the, it was one of those things in Frontier that I really loved because you can guarantee that there was different passenger missions and they had different levels of uh, of dangerousness. That's not a word, but um, <laughs> you knew that if you took some of the more dangerous passenger missions, you would definitely be um well not interdicted in frontier but you'd definitely be accosted by people uh who would say you're carrying this person x you are carrying person x you know you you need to die sort of thing um and that to me that was a great little story it it took nothing but it made a a much better immersive piece of gameplay uh and even if they just did that with passenger missions you know now we've got interdiction and stuff like that getting pulled out and someone saying in local you know for carrying this person or this person needs to die you know sorry but you're going with them that sort of thing and having to defend them and then maybe getting a you know a dangerous payment at the end uh, a danger money bonus would be great depending on how many people sort of uh, you defended them off uh, defended them from i think that would be a really nice way of putting passenger missions into it uh crash what's your thoughts on passenger missions yeah i think i think you just hit the nail on the head with that really it, there has to be something in there which makes it worthwhile doing that, that's the problem because if they just introduce passenger missions at the moment it just becomes like another cargo run doesn't it really you're just putting a thing b into slot c and taking it to place d and it's the same as just picking up cargo and taking it somewhere else you, there has to be some meaningful mechanics going on there um so yes yeah, so and that you've got things like interdictions and stuff like that it makes it feel like the frontier elite 2 missions um i, I just get the feeling frontier kind of holding off putting passenger missions until there's a more meaningful layer for them you know what i mean yeah, definitely. Awesome. And then, you know, we talk about quick wins a lot on the show, and I just can't help but think that, you know, they've got the Orca in there already. There must be a way of doing something in terms of this new mission structure um, where you can give some love to passenger missions, even if it's just all passenger missions 1.1, which would be a quick win and just give a little bit more variety and a little bit more, you know, for people to go at out in the, uh, in the galaxy. But mm. we'll see. Um, okay, let's move on from there, and let's talk about the other thing that's in the news... Is this newsletter or is this one of the ones on the forums? Anyway, it's the, it's the damage model, um, and it is... Um, oh, who was it who was talking about the damage model? It was uh, Mark, Mark Allen. Allen. Yeah, Mark Allen talking about the damage model. Now, I know, Ben, you've been reading through this, haven't you? I've been reading through it a wee bit, yeah, so I think Grant said he read through it probably more than I did. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's just a sort of explanation, and it's it's a really well-written explanation of how the current damage model works. It's quite 
complicated if you're if you're reading it is in the forums and it's quite interesting with a nice picture of a uh, is that a clipper with the big spheres showing the locations of internal modules and external modules and all these kind of things that you wouldn't believe how complicated this this you know the, the actual damage is. So when your laser fires, the calculation that's calculated in the machine in the ship that you hit is your the shield defense values and. It's uh, then your damage value, and it's not quite as simple as some as you would think. And then anything that takes the shield down, if there's any damage value left over, then it's applied to the hull. But it's not just applied to the hull. There's a piercing factor, which is if you're using a particular kinetic round, that's like your uh, railgun, then it's going to pierce the ship. Essentially, if you were thinking in terms of having a row of people, how far you could get what one bullet to go through different modules in a ship causing multiple damage and at each stage you know it's calculating where you've hit in the hull is there an external module there is there multiple external modules that are fixed by it are they damaged or is it absorbed by the hull and it's complicated as hell you wouldn't just you know just so used to games being right you hit me it takes a point off my hull it hit me again and that was a bigger hit and it's take two points off my hull no they've gone into the complete detail of damage to modules and whether there's a percentage chance that that module is then going to malfunction not necessarily be destroyed and it's it's such a well written article that you kind of understand it but the main thing that they're saying is of course they're going to tweak it. <laughs> and so that's all going to change. <laughs> it's just going to change, in, and not so much in the way the calculation is done, but the more the kind of the, the way that different things are affected. It is mentioned that the piercing model uh, has a point where certain rounds are passing through a ship and coming out the other side. Now, it's not possible to shoot two ships with the one bullet, but it's adjusting these calculations to avoid that kind of thing from happening, you know? But it's... Oh, I actually read it and thought, that's, that's, that's amazing, the amount of thought that's gone in. Obviously, you've got your random factors and things as well, and it's kind of like your elite encounters with the rolling of the dice, but so so complex. Okay, I mean, it, it was a it was a very in-depth article, and we would suggest that you guys go and check it out for yourselves to, to do it justice. But even even Mark at the end of it says, hope that information clears up some of the unknowns about weapon damage, and congratulations for reaching the bottom of my wall of text. Fly safe and shoot well, commanders. So it is quite lengthy, but definitely worth a read. Um, John, what did you have to say on this? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's nice to see this layer of information coming out of Frontier. I think we've all been crying for this kind of transparency from the very beginning. I think it's, it's definitely showing a, a turn of events for the for the company, just generally being a bit more communicative with us, which is wonderful to see. Uh, one of the things I thought was a really nice little touch you mentioned in there was the fact that they, they had individual hit detection spheres for the thrusters at the front of the clipper on the nose, and they had to move it because it was very, very confusing. It was causing engine damage when people were shooting at the nose, which was... <laughs> A nice little thing to say that they're they're actually tweaking it so it makes more sense gameplay wise, which which is really nice. Uh, lots of thought gone into it, I think. Yeah, again, it just you know another one of those another one of those occasions where it just you know you just do not realise what goes on underneath the hood of this game. Uh, right, okay, well, that's going to do it for the dev news this week. What we're going to do is going to take a short advert, come back, and uh, touch a little bit on community corner. You're listening to Lave Radio. 
Join me, Commander Psychokow, every Friday night at 7pm GMT for Abracadrabble, the weekly Drabble competition set in the Elite Dangerous Universe. Every week, commanders in the Elite Dangerous forums get together to submit 100-word stories set to the theme picked by the previous week winner. Every Friday night, we read those entries live here on Lave Radio and on twitch.tv forward slash Lave Radio. Want to find out what it's all about? Join me on Friday. Natural remedies have always been some of the galaxy's finest, so when we discovered a wholly natural way of slimming down and reducing your appetite, we had to share it with everyone. Harnessing the amazing powers of our native parasitic life, we've solved an age-old problem. Vegas Slimweed has been used by settlers of the region for decades with undeniable results and significant health benefits. If you think that Vegas Slimweed could be the solution you're looking for, speak to your doctor today. Traveling with Vegas Slimweed in Destin may constitute smuggling. Please check before your journey and declare yourself a customs for an internal search. Failure to digest does not constitute grounds for reimbursement. Side effects may include but are not limited to increased blood pressure and heart rate, insomnia, nervousness, blurred vision, restlessness or headache. Some forms of parasite may cause stomach side effects like constipation, dry mouth, nausea or vomiting. Small sample of patients exhibit full body paralysis, catatonic state and internal hemorrhaging. Parasite must be purged before pupation, else death will occur. Okay, and for the community corner this week, we're going to touch on a story that's been breaking in the last sort of 24 hours. Um, and it's uh, it's an interesting one, actually. There's, there's, there's people on both sides of the fence on this. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the post as we found it from uh, Ian McSee. Um, and then after that, we're going to talk about the, 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 sort of pro- the pros and cons of these things and the realities of having a massively multiplayer online game such as Elite Dangerous. So, uh, this from Ian. Uh, tonight was supposed to be a celebration of the grand return of one of this community's intrepid explorers to the bubble of civilized space. Unfortunately, it didn't quite work out that way as Commander Clouseau accidentally destroyed OI during our photo call at HIP 81106 with a volley of laser fire and then a class 4 plasma accelerator shot. I've seen some pretty jerky things in my many years as an online gamer, but this is about the worst. To wipe out the best part of two months' worth of play in five seconds flat is completely inexcusable and unforgivable, especially given the whole point of grouping together like this is to stop OI from being ganged by some random idiot on the way back to Shinra to Desra. To have someone who's supposedly a member of our community do this kind of thing is absolutely unbelievable. They're not a member of this community anymore, incidentally, not as long as I have mod powers. It takes a lot these days to incite my urge to wield the mod hammer, but this is one of those occasions. So, this obviously sparks uh, a number of comments. The last time I saw it was about up to about 200, but there's been more in there because it's leaked on Facebook and uh, Google Plus and stuff. So, basically, the story is this guy was coming back from a, a, a great exploration trip for about two months with all the data and stuff uh, and all the rewards that go with it. He uh, had a massive group of people around him as an honor guard to sort of protect him from idiots who were going to shoot him just randomly, obviously playing in the open play. Uh, and one of those people in the honor guard accidentally or on purpose um, happened to blow him out of the sky losing all of that uh, that priceless data um, and some people have gone on one side and said meh what are you going to do 
this shit sort of happens. And on the other side, people are saying, that's not what we're here for. That's not why we had the uh, the group together. It was supposed to protect us. You know, this is not right. Uh, and they've taken out a bounty on him and there's shoot on site orders and he's been banned and his name's been dragged through the mud. And it's all just one big drama. Um, guys, what's your opinions on this? We'll start with the ever optimistic Mr. Virgo. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of ironic to say that he, he was there surrounded by people to prevent him getting shot and then one of them shot him uh, yeah that's <laughs> that's just kind of well, that shit happens doesn't it but no, <laughs> no it, it, it's kind of sad that something like this would happen um, but at the same time it's kind of sad that the people's reaction would be that oh my god hands up in the air wavy wavy shouty shouty I suppose that's just the way that the, the internet reacts to these kind of things I, I take the ambivalent approach to it I suppose it's it's having to moderate all the time it's like yeah you're in open it can happen <laughs> Which you, kind of, you kind of have to think like that and I think he's come back and been a little bit more uh, uh, the actual the, the, the target has come back and been a little bit more level headed about it hasn't he now yeah, I believe the uh, the target, I'm hopefully doesn't mind uh, me name-dropping, I think it was Ollie Clark, um, and he came back and said, well, accident or malice, I guess in a way that's what the game's about. I had plenty of choices about how to come back alone, in secret, with a small wing of trusted friends, or with a big group. All have risks and benefits. I weighed, the up, I weighed them up, chose the one that seemed the most fun, and went with it guess i miscalculated the risks so that was his opinion with it so he's obviously taking it you know he's not rage quitting he's not you know going out with an axe and murdering innocent bystanders on the road and you know things like that he's he's being very sort of you know very sort of philosophical about it but i mean if it had been me yeah i think the red mist would have possibly descended you know i I don't think i would be quite as um as forgiving as uh, as this guy seems to be but maybe that's just me what do you guys think do you think obviously a leveled reaction from him yeah well i saw a later post from him where he was essentially just sort of equivalent or sorry you know comparing his experience to this other commander who accidentally killed him or deliberately killed him it's not really relevant the end result's the same and he was saying you know for him he's lost a couple of months data he can you know he can do it again if he wanted he can do it differently he can you know you can get over it whereas this other guy's gonna find difficulty now with this amount of hatred against him um to get back into the game at all he might have to wipe him slave save and lose everything come back with a different commander name in order to play and it's maybe a little bit unfair because i know that's the kind of crap that I would have happen and it would be me who shoots somebody and it would just be like I'm so sorry I've done it I've totally utterly messed this up I'm so sorry and it would be obviously Lister I 69 who had the uh, the massive crash and lost 14 million credits worth of data you have to you have to shake it off it's a game and it it can irk you take you know by all means take a week take a week to have a good old moan and swear and then you have to get back on and play again because this game is going to break your heart at some point it's going to crack in I give it every opportunity with a flying a python fully kitted out without enough for the insurance I'm I'm practically asking for it you know and this guy wasn't particularly and it is a bit of a a sour end to what should have been a a glorious return the hero returns it doesn't really happen very often in in, in sort of fiction and stories that the hero returns to be shot in the back (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's he's I think his his attitude is, is perfect to it and calling for a 
bit of calm and temper is probably right. It's maybe not fair to completely um, chastise this man out of the game for what could no matter how difficult to conceive have <laughs> been an accident. Well, the guy is saying that uh, he had obviously a big plasma accelerator and a dodgy controller. That's his excuse. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> That's right, what I'll she said. Down. <laughs> um, no jokes about premature ejaculation on that one. We'll just move swiftly on from that. And um, Yeah, so... I don't know. People have been sort of really gunning for him. They're saying they're going to, you know, shoot him all the way back down to a sidewinder and make sure that he never gets a ship bigger than a sidewinder because they'll just keep on shooting him every time they see him. Um, I mean, does that really work? Because obviously you can still go into solo. I mean, he doesn't have to uh, go in the open, yeah, open play. He can still quite happily play with that commander in the solo. He can maybe form a private group with, you know. Th- the pragmatists or the people that believe him or, or whatever, you know, it will all die down and then you can come back into open in a couple of months time. I mean, is it, is it that big a deal? Really? Uh, Colin? Well, I think at the moment is that, is this moment, uh, where we've got enough bad press about, uh, griefers, you know how griefers are always, um, talked about a lot. And it's the one big thing that everyone's really scared of in this game. And this kind of, this kind of publicity doesn't really help. Uh, it's, it's this kind of thing of, oh, what do you expect when you get this? You, you think you're surrounded by your mates and one of them accidentally shoots you in the back. It it, it doesn't help the, the game's image because we've got people complaining about griefing at the moment. Um, uh, it, it's a hard one to call because every I remember this moment in EVE when someone did uh, basically backstab someone else in, in Eve and there was a big whole rigmarole about it and then all of a sudden there were, um, uh, the, the people the, the um, CPC went through this, the log and said well actually they didn't break any rules and then at that point the gloves were off and everybody did everything to everybody else and that's what I'm scared of that this is the moment where everyone thinks well I just can't be bothered with uh, being respectful to other players, I'm, I'm just going to be an utter dick from now on. Well, what do you mean from yeah. now on, Colin? <laughs> <laughs> well, you must be obviously talking from personal experience there, Grant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you've got the, the link that was put in the IRC chat there, which is from the commander in question, who is really throwing himself on the begging for mercy that... And trying to explain that it was a, an accident. I mean, as I say, whether you believe it or not, if someone was to do that um, accidentally, it's still going to have the same effect. And, but maybe, as I say, we should be avoiding and trying to avoid what what could be more of a PR, PR disaster, which is a witch hunt that forces somebody out of the game, or God forbid that you know that any kind of real life responses, you know, depression and all these kind of things that could be uh, a result of what may well be an accidental issue. Um, and so it's one of these things where the elite community is an awesome place and it is uh, passionate, which is when you tend to get these very harsh and, and quick reactions to a situation and this is maybe one where we need to go back to being that awesome and considerate community and just extend the the hand of forgiveness 
on the benefit, you know, just just to give this guy the benefit of the doubt. I mean, most people who are glory hunting and doing these kind of nasty things are going to be proud of it. They're not going to want to grovel and and say no, sorry, you know, it was a mistake. They wouldn't do that. They'd be like going, yeah, eat that, yes, I got you, yeah, and they were going for that kind of negative attention. And so, in this case, I tend, and maybe it's just who I am, I tend to believe the commander, and I think possibly. We should all just give them the benefit of the doubt, welcome them back into the game, and then if it happens again, then nuke them out of the sky! <laughs> but <laughs> Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. <laughs> okay, um, just before we wrap up and, and end this, I just wanted to pick up another um, question that we actually got last week uh, on the Facebook channel. Uh, this is a guy who, um, he said I think he was about 68, uh, and he's now starting to uh, to struggle to, uh, to play Elite Dangerous in terms of its uh, twitchy nature, in terms of the fast reaction speeds you need to be able to, uh, to fight off either NPCs or certainly other players within the game. Uh, and he's finding that it's actually it's just too quick a game uh, for him to play uh, obviously played the original 84 loved it loves this one um, but can we suggest anything that would help you know someone of uh, the an older more mature generation um, get fun out of elite dangerous I just wanted to see what you guys felt about this um, crash what would you suggest to this guy he's 68 mm. years old and he's saying that he can't keep up with combat anymore <laughs> Well, I mean, that's, that's the great thing about the game. There's three core pillars to it, isn't there? There's the combat, trading, and exploration. It, it is very much a game of variety and choice, so try one of the other pillars of the game. Try doing the exploration, try doing the trading. If you do want to, you still want the combat, you still want that thrill of everything, then just, just stay in solo, keep to the to the easier places, and, and uh, you know, don't uh, get out of your depth and, and do something too uh, too intense. But definitely, you know, try out the exploration, try out the trading. That would uh, certainly be easier than the combat, I'd say. I haven't done much uh, of it myself. But what about wings? I mean, could you t- team up with some uh, yeah. some friends and put a call out there to wing up with people? And you know, it's obviously safer in numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Co-op play, it definitely makes a huge difference to, to play in the game. Uh, and uh, i done it just uh, just in the week, actually. Kind of set up, there was a couple of people that were around. I said, hey, do you want to help me out with someone, uh, take out a pirate? And we just joined up. It made the battle a lot easier. So, yeah, uh, co-op play would help as well. Okay, Colin? Well, um, if he's wanting to carry on with the combat, obviously um, solo mode would probably be more adv- uh, advantageous to him. Gimbaled weapons. He's saying that he's still he's still struggling with um, NPCs. So even NPCs, you're still going to come across those in solo. Yeah. Well, gimbal weapons help a lot um, for those kind of uh, incidents. Uh, I mean, I must admit, I'm having a little bit of trouble with the fixed weapons with the Xbox controller, so I've I've switched to gimbals uh, and. T- I would recommend going nowhere near combat zones, um, even the low-intensity ones. If you turn up at the wrong point, you, you still get hammered. So I would recommend just checking out the um, the nav points and going pirate hunting around nav points. Okay. Um, Grant, what would you suggest? Well, I was suggesting he needs to look at a more compatible um, ship and loadout for his flying style in combat. So, you know, it might well be that large uh, hard points with turreted weapons might give him the edge that he's looking for. Um, 
if he enjoys the sort of uh, combat side of things and he wants to be in it, then he can use my little trick, which is to, to go to the nav points and use the system authorities to help me out. Because <laughs> I've got no friends. No friends online when I was online. You, you know, you want to have a quick game and, you know, I'm in a small ship or I'm in a, a big ship. I've done some bounty hunting in my T9, but that was only when I get interdicted. <laughs> but that's quite funny, but... I think, you know, if you go to the nav points and use what's in-game to help you out more, then you can still enjoy it. And I think, I understand where he's coming from, because not all of us are ace fighter pilots in the game, you know, and it makes it tricky because you want to get into a fight, you want to be that guy sitting at the bar, in your in your imagination sitting there telling tales of the fight that you've just been in and why should he be denied that part of the game it must be a way for him to sort of gain the edge wings definitely and I think possibly he needs to sort of investigate his loadout more okay yeah John you said something up in the chat yeah, yeah. A suggestion here from Tack McDuff in the in the live chat. Here, a suggestion he can adjust the settings on his controls to smooth out the twitch, make it a little bit uh, less responsive and easier. Okay, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, possibly. Uh, what, like, um, if his reactions aren't there, you can increase the sensitivity sort of thing, like you can with your mouse. That sort of. Um... Yeah, yeah, or decrease it if it's too twitchy. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, I mean. Sorry, I was going to say the. I was going to say the other. The other. Uh, yeah, if you want a more sort of sedate pace within the Elite Dangerous universe, you could always take up a a career in mining. I know it hasn't had much love recently, uh, recently but uh, you know you don't need to have too many sort of twitch uh, twitch skills in order to catch those floating pieces of rock and get a drone to do it for you. So there's always that particular avenue to uh, to make your fortune in the game. There's also control modifications, you know, your controller. So I know for some people they find that the, the Warthog that I use is too tough on the springs, so it makes it difficult for them to control. But in his case, if he's finding the controls are too wild and, you know, you can obviously adjust the sensitivities in, in the Elite game, the other way you could do that is to increase the spring tension in your controller to make it a little bit tighter. And therefore, you know, you're, you're not going to find yourself going from left to right in one small movement going the full distance because you've not got the ability in your wrists to kind of hold it without that spring tension to push back so I think there's there's quite a few things that you can undertake and I think certainly looking at your controllers and trying some out which is difficult but if you want to try controllers then by all means come to LaveCon next year <laughs> where you have your chance to get your hands all over other commanders hot ass <laughs> nice okay um well i think that's probably a good place to uh, to leave it for the time being let's have a look, look at uh, who we've got in channel oh crumbs there are a few people in the irc channel so this is going to take us a while um let's do a quick few shout outs we've got um penguin we've got alien we've got amiga cookie we've got arc binder we've got arkenbaust we've got bam we've got brett c caffeine Caffeine Cun. Uh, we've got CJ, we've got Clanyard, we've got Commander Anderson, Commander Bapster, Commander Highbipe, Commander Hunted 117, Commander Icefire, Commander Paul Archer, Commander Tea Time, Commander Thane, uh, Commander Braidwood, Common Isling, um, CPC 464, uh, Chrysalis Creek, Doctor Sinister, Doctor Singularity, Dropship Mark II, <laughs> uh, Evian Fiverr, uh, Galactic Midden, Gimme, Grand Solo, Harbinger 73, uh, Listery 69, Marja, Mindwipe, Mon Nylon, 
Ripped, Starion, Void Sun, Waxman, and finally, Wishblend. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us on the show tonight. Uh, who have we had outside Low Station? Anybody been monitoring that? It's been actually quite quiet outside of Low Station. Um, Mindwipe and I have been playing Sidewinder Tennis, <laughs> um, which has been good fun. And Commander Elite E-Pilot 007's around. And apart from that, it was just uh, Crash and I. Okay, nobody on the Xbox, Colin? I'm afraid not. I was outside there for a good hour and a half and um, didn't see a single uh, person come up and say hello. Although there were plenty of people flying about. Admittedly, it is a lot more difficult to type a hello message using an Xbox controller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should also mention that uh, ePilot007 was on uh, on the chat as well. Uh, we've also been streaming live on Crash Landing. John, how many people have been uh, with us on Crash Landing? Oh, OMG, as there's quite a few. I can try and read some of these out really, really quickly for you guys. Uh, we have uh, Leet Vlados Leet, uh, Tuplex, All Hailfish, Arbanax, Arms Like Noodles, Big Swee, Black Sheep Kitty, <laughs> Blade Knights, Bodhisattva, Bolzer, uh, Captain Chinwag, Cath One, Chopper, Captain Alaplan, Commander Garrick, Commander Malik, Commander Moonprayer, Cool Reigns, David Gilson, Ed Chel- uh, Ed Alashar, uh, Elan, Lee Dewar, I'm in, only in the E's, Evil X, Falak, <laughs> Gazard, oh, Bob, Gun Villain, <laughs> Havoc, Hellstar, Hyper Relativistic, Illshred, Jester, the Insatiable, Canon Magnus, Caleb Dark, uh, Laguna Hunter, Lazarus Artificial, Lucifer 999, Mazimus, Mech Shadow Beast, oh, 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 take a breath, uh, Nanterman, Paul Archer, Probo, Rat King, Redeemer, Redzerus, Roddy Rock, Rubber Deeds. <laughs> yeah. Don't stop, keep going. <laughs> I, I kind of, uh, SC Rhetoric, Shamanor, Shizzled, Smacker, Spooky Instincts, Stomphammer, Tamara Hack, Tack, Tack McDuff, T Corkin, the, the Mining Miner, Titus Balls, Twister, <laughs> What About Bob, Wolf User, Z Wolf, and Zombie Killer. Oh, there we go. Hey, round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have a, such an audience. Oh, brilliant. We love you all. Okay, well, that's it for another episode of Blade Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, Facebook forward slash laveradio, at laveradio on Twitter. You can join the Skype chat channel by adding Fozzer101 to your Skype contacts, or you can join our TeamSpeak server where commanders come and hang out. That's laveradio.teamspeak3.com. And finally, just to remind you that Lave Radio is recorded live on Tuesday evenings at 20.30 p.m. at 20.30 p.m. at 20.30 uh, British summertime and is streamed at Lave Radio radio.com forward slash live thank you very much to, to john to grant to colin to ben and of course to our wonderful stowaways to zach and to ed and thank you to all those commanders that have joined us in the irc on the xbox <laughs> outside live station on the pc and also on the twitch channel until next time fly safe and if you can't do that fly dangerous Ah! Ah!